0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI Told free line for you as we launch into hour number one of the live Saturday edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, 800-259-9231. You can join us online, of course, at freetalklive.com. All the features on our website we give away, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. Let's start things out by going straight to the phones and to the fun. Johnson on the line in Connecticut on the amplifier line. Hello. Hey,
1: hey, I wanted to call in with the uh, update about the contest.
0: Okay. First of all, well, for all of our listeners just tuning in who weren't uh, necessarily listening last Friday, what is the contest, and well, do they have time to enter?
1: Uh, no. Well, yes, actually, they do. Um, not not for what's gone on for this past week. Um, but I, I, over the past week, uh, over at dig.freetalklab.com, which is um, our sort of uh, profile on dig for podcasts, people can go over and interact on dig.com, which is a... They uh, describe themselves as a social news bookmarking website, which is essentially um, people vote on news articles from all over the web, and they – the Most popular stories are what makes the front page
0: of it's, dig. it's a pretty neat concept because instead of your traditional sort of top-down news uh, situation where you, you're watching TV news, for instance, the news editor at Fox News is the the one person who decides what you get to see that night. Uh, on, on Dig.com, you have as much say as anybody else. So you can post a story, and then if other people like it, they will dig it up, and th- therefore it will become more popular. More people will see it. More people will dig it up. Up, and then more people will see it, and so on. Or if people don't like it, they'll either ignore it or, or even uh, they'll give it a thumbs down. In which case, it won't have much of a chance of going anywhere.
1: Exactly. And the other thing that's nice about that is that if there are like six or seven versions of a news story um, that are posted on the various, you know, MSNBC, Fox, wherever Drudge, you know, who who knows, all from all over uh, the internet the best one will get selected. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, best is sort of subjective, but the one would maybe has a picture of the video or, uh, you know, some pithy writing, something mm-hmm. like that. So some sort of clever way of actually uh, displaying that story to its users. And one of the things that Dig has done, um, actually a while back, they added a podcast section. And each and every podcast has a section for each one of their shows that can be dug up. And the podcast itself can be dug up, and also comments made on each episode per a uh, podcast can be dug up. So if you go to dig.freetalklive.com, that's what you see. You right. see our section on dig.com, our little slice of dig. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to say, you know drive some people to comment on our podcast and to sort of get people involved in that community. And well. The winner of the most, most Doug's comment, unfortunately, is me. <laughs> but that doesn't mean <laughs> – uh, and I won with a whopping three digs. Now, I see. here's why. Um, what happened is this sort of a misjudgment on my step is that, of course, our listeners want a T-shirt. So they are being cutthroat. They're digging all the other comments down, other than their own. So every, mm. I, I've seen sort of comments go, you know, be up and then get dug down, uh. and just sort of everyone, everyone's floating around one and zero and negative two, and so perhaps
0: the uh, the, uh, the the contest was not
2: structured as it should have been.
1: Uh no, definitely not. So what I did, and this is, you know, I'm willing to, I'm willing to actually float a little bit more of my own money for this. Actually, I'm going to put up for grab two more T-shirts. Um, and here's what I've done: I, I decided a different way to judge the contest, and I'm not going to say what it is. What I am going to say is, you better stop digging other people down because I figured out a way to get around that. Hmm. Um, and. So I've changed the way I'm judging the contest, and since I've changed that way that I'm judging the contest, there is a clear winner for this week. I'm not going to announce who that is yet. I'm going to let the contest roll for another week, which, you know, next Saturday I will give out another T-shirt, including the one to the winner from this week. But I'm not going to announce that yet. I want to see how things go. Then the other thing that okay, I wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, hold on. So do people have to do anything differently this time around? They, they're not supposed to dig people's comments down or bury them in. it's I'm not
1: going to say that. I can't control people's behavior. We're a libertarian show. Do what you want. Do whatever you want. I'm just not going to say how do I'm going to it. Do you think that's discussion.
0: fair to not give them the actual uh, contest parameters?
1: Oh, well, I'll explain it at the end of the contest. It is fair. I'm just not going to say what it is right now. Mm. And hey, we don't have to be fair. what I'm are the things they should, t-
0: but what are the things they should do to to win the contest like participate and that, <laughs> and that means to uh, to what a comment on the episode yeah,
1: comment make a comment and try to get digs for your own comment um, gotcha that's the way that's still going to be generally the way to uh to to win the contest if you want to try and be underhanded while you're doing that, I can't control you <laughs> but uh hmm. It's, it, that may not necessarily win you. That may not necessarily help you win.
3: Got um, it.
0: So people can go to dig.freetalklive.com. They can leave as many comments as they like on uh, as many episodes as they like and uh, and then they'll either be dug up or dug down and they can uh, dig up or dig down any of the comments that they uh, like or dislike. Uh, yeah,
1: I would just suggest, you know, you follow the initial uh, sort of uh, the letter of the law, I guess, or the the um, the idea of the contest, which is to go participate and try and make say something that's going to get you digs.
0: And this is not a bad little prize. I mean, this is a, this is essentially a twenty-seven, thirty-dollar value basically uh, we, because our shirts are like seventeen dollars and seventy-six cents. It's store.freetalklive.com, and there's a nice little selection of them. You could plus have the any shipping. one. shipping. Yeah, plus like ten dollars shipping. So, uh, so you could have any one of the shirts, correct? Right. All right. Cool. Anything else to cover? Now, that doesn't
1: that doesn't include hoodies. Now, right. I That's will... not a shirt. Right, that's not a shirt. However, if the same person wins twice in a row, I might extend a hoodie offer to that that's person. That's fair, that's fair. But um, now, when I'm gonna, now that's the first two T-shirts because there's one who, you know, there's a person who I'm not announcing who has already won for this week, and we'll see what happens this coming week. Uh, and then um, what I want to do, and this one's going to be a little bit harder. This is a rolling contest. Because I know that our listeners now are going to be cutthroat and be jerks to one another and and try and dig each other down. This is how I'm definitely going to stop that, hopefully. I'm going to put out a bounty of a comment on our show. If you can reach and maintain for some amount of time a comment with 25 digs or more. So this one I'm putting out a number. If you can reach 25 digs on one of your comments and hold it there, for, I guess, 24 hours, I will give another T-shirt.
0: Hmm. Okay. That's a lot so, of parameters. Uh, but So basically they should go out and participate, and it's over the next week is what you're going to do this? you sure that's not too short of a time period no, for 25? No, no, no. Over,
1: the, over the next week is just for this next T-shirt that I'm giving out. And that's why I'm saying that there's two more.
0: Okay. That's, and then when's the other one going to end? Is that like a month long or what?
1: Whenever it happens. It's 25 oh, Okay, so, so whoever gets
0: to 25 first is what you're saying will win that and, one.
1: And hold it for 24 hours.
0: Got it. Which All is right, going to be hard,
1: because if you get to 25 digs, you can bet that there's probably just going to be a bunch of jerks that are just going to dig your comment down. So you better be getting more than 25 digs.
0: I don't know if they're jerks. They're just being competitive. It's just a friendly competition.
1: Yeah, they're they're just trying to bring down the, the, the person who has probably rightfully said something that, you know, had a lot of people uh, mm. supporting them.
0: Yeah. Very good. Hey, thanks for being uh for putting your own money on the line for this and uh and good luck to our our digging participants out there. Remember, you want to go to dig.freetalklive.com to take part in this contest. You do need a dig account in order to dig things up or down. Uh but that's totally free and they respect your privacy and all that good stuff, right? And,
1: and of course, yes, absolutely. And of course, dig our show while you're there too. That's, you know, part of the point is to get people uh involved and also to get people, you know, digging the show as well because we want to get more attention
0: good deal johnson thanks for the update appreciate it no problem good night sir 800-259-9231
4: we haven't done a contest on free talk live in forever i'm so confused by this contest that was just explained that uh, i'm not sure that it counts really you know
0: if you're confused mark i've told you on the show before you're supposed to ask questions because if you're confused there's a good chance someone else out there is confused Okay. What part is confusing to you? Well, I know that you're supposed to go to dig.com, register. And no, you go to dig.freetalklive.com, and then you comment on our episodes and dig them up. And don't vote down everybody else's crap. Well, Johnson's saying that's probably a bad idea. You can nice. do it if you want to. 800-259-9231. See, it's not that confusing. San Francisco, continuing gun owner persecution. We'll tell you about it on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. At 1 800 259 9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800 259 9231. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, never fear. We've got them for free right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you five, six, seven bucks a month for their uh, little special services. We do all of that stuff for free and more. It's all there at freetalklive.com. And uh, you also need to know that Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for liberty in your lifetime and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. San Francisco is at it again. You remember about a year and a half ago, I think? Now? Has it been that long? I don't know. I just make, I make numbers up. I don't remember. But <laughs> Let's was, hope
4: not on the statistics you read.
0: It was a little while back. Uh, San Francisco had passed a law that was intending to disarm all of its citizens within city limits, except for the police, of course. Yeah. Uh, and so if you were a handgun owner in the city of San Francisco, you either had to turn in your gun or Move. leave the city. And uh, luckily, the Supreme Court of California was challenged. I think it went, maybe it was district court. Anyway, it was challenged and it was overturned by one of the upper courts in California. Can you so, imagine the Second Amendment still has that kind of strength? Well, luckily for uh, for the people of California, but their quest to disarm you if you
4: live in uh, the San Francisco area is not over. In fact, uh, they're at it again. I, I love these victim disarmament stories. It's so ludicrous that... Somebody is – the only people that are going to give up their guns are the good citizens. The people that you want to not have guns, the bad guys, (laughs) they're not going to give up their guns.
0: Yeah, can you imagine uh, they get one of those gun buyback, turn in your guns, we won't ask any questions style things. And uh, can you just imagine a line of gangbangers standing there? Yeah. Please. Like that's going to happen. Michael Hampton at HomelandStupidity.us reporting. After a humiliating defeat for an attempt to completely ban honest people from owning firearms, San Francisco's mayor, Gavin Newsom, two weeks ago signed local legislation requiring gun owners in the city to keep their firearms locked up in boxes or with trigger locks. The law also requires, so that way you can have your gun, but if you need it, you can't really get to it too easily.
4: The law also requires the city's Apparently they only want people that are going to commit uh, premeditated murder to have guns, apparently. Mm. Right. The law also requires the city's few remaining gun dealers to turn over a complete inventory of their firearms to the police every six months. Now, why would people. Be, how in the world could you be a gun dealer in San Francisco if they've outlawed guns? Well, they haven't yet outlawed guns. They're trying. Right. Okay.
0: So they're trying to make a very. They don't want these gun dealers there. Obviously, they're trying to burden them with as many regulations and as much paperwork as they possibly can to encourage them to go away. Which I wouldn't blame them if they did. Anyway, uh, they want a complete inventory of the firearms every six months, and it is now illegal to possess or sell firearms on city and county property. Which means that... Uh for instance, gun shows that might have taken place at a city hall of some sort no longer will be allowed. The new requirements on honest gun owners will do virtually nothing, of course, to stop criminals from obtaining or using guns. And even the measure's sponsors admitted this. According to the San Francisco Chronicle, officials didn't say how they plan to enforce the lockbox and trigger lock requirements. But the district attorney said that once people are aware of the new law, they are going to follow it. I doubt the police are happy about this, says Mr. Hampton. They know that uh, guns in the hands of honest citizens is one of the best deterrents to crime. Now they're going to be put in a position. It really is.
4: Look, um, it's the people that are... The, the cops aren't going to show up. The cops aren't there to protect you. They are not there to protect you. Unfortunately, that's just not the way things are. In the real world, when something bad happens, cops are called, and they come and they clean up the mess. But You'd be surprised, They are though. rarely there to stand in the, to catch a bullet for you. So it's the armed citizenry that's really what deters criminals.
0: Well, while there are a significant number of police officers that understand that an armed population is a desirable thing to have, believe it or not, there are a decent number of them that are in favor of this sort of uh, gun control. I mean, otherwise, how would they have found um, police officers during Hurricane Katrina to go around and confiscate firearms?
4: I don't know. I mean, I wonder whether some people are just following orders or what they're doing. It baffles me. He says, uh,
0: let's see, the bookworm room says there are only two ways to enforce it. The first is house-to-house searches of gun owners, which sounds mighty unconstitutional. The second is to go after gun owners after they've used their guns. That would be the way. If the gun owners use their guns illegally in the first place, it will simply layer on another charge to the indictment. However, if somebody uses a gun
4: illegally, we have laws to handle that.
0: However, what you can easily foresee is a situation in which a legal gun owner legally defends himself against
5: a
4: robber, only to be prosecuted right. afterwards for a having woman, his gun a woman, stops, a woman stops a rape by shooting her uh, you know, a, attempted rapist? Charge that woman! She's, She's a, a criminal! Ludicrous. With only 50,000 registered firearms,
0: according to Hampton, in a city of 750,000 and dropping, the city's gun ownership rate is well below average for the country. And perhaps this persecution of honest gun owners who just want to keep themselves safe from criminals has something to do with the steady exodus of people from the city. Add to, the, uh, to add insult to injury, Newsom's also trying to stop the annual gun show held at the state-owned Cow Palace. In a letter to the governor, Newsom and District Attorney Kamala Harris said the gun show contributes to the flow of illegal guns into the city, without, of course, anything resembling evidence. According to the Chronicle, they admitted to having no direct proof, but said they have heard countless stories from neighbors about guns, including AK-47s and sawed-off shotguns being illegally sold in the adjacent public housing developments and in the arena's parking lot during gun shows. Bob Templeton, president of the Utah-based Crossroads of the West Gun Show, disputed that claim, saying he's asked officials with the Daly City Police Department, the Cow Palace Management, and the Department of Justice whether they know of any illegal gun sales that have ever taken place at the shows, and they all said no, according to him. He also added the show has come to the Arena for 23 years, and there have never been any arrests or uh, charges filed against anyone for selling illegal guns there.
4: It's interesting how the politicians want to stop people who are clearly um, buying guns voluntarily.
0: I yes, mean, is this is the,
4: this is their constituency, right? Presumably, I mean, I'm sure a few people come in from the outskirt areas yeah. to uh, go to the gun show. I don't know. Doesn't the Second Amendment say that uh, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed? It does say that. How can they do this? Can you explain that? 800-259-9231.
0: If you are a gun controller, perhaps you can answer Mark's question. Because my only answer for you, Mark, is, well, they've got a bunch of guns and they're not afraid to use them. Maybe that's how they can do it. They're the government and they're scary. So they're sort of just forcing people to do things they don't want to do, which is what government's great at. Government's good at forcing you to do things you don't want to do and also forcing you to not do things you do want to do, like go to a gun show and buy a gun. Or just look at them. You can't do that now either. The illegal mean? gun sales take place in, a na- in uh, neighborhoods around the Cow Palace, but not actually at the gun show. A victim disarmament advocate said California requires background checks and a 10-day waiting period for firearms purchases, including at gun shows. But that's not the dumbest thing of all. Brothers Against Guns, the Bayview Hunters Point Group and Central American Resource Center in the Mission, conducted surveys of youth asking them the best way to end gun violence. The idea of shutting down gun shows was mentioned again and again. Youth who've never studied the issue and know virtually nothing about it, except for the lies that these gun grabbers feed them in school, are driving crime policies. California can't fall into the ocean soon enough. (laughs) 1-800-259-9231.
4: <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. Well, let's not flush all of California just because San Francisco's is a little nutty.
0: You know, it would be the nice... The politicians
4: in San Francisco.
0: It would be nice if guns would just disappear tomorrow, if all of them would just disappear in a puff of smoke. But... Right, but if there was one left, that guy would rule the world. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. Are you in favor of gun control? We want to hear from you. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800 259 9231. The Sankles CAI toll free line. Ian here with you. And Mike. One a- eight- oh, excuse me, I'm and Mike. I'm sorry, my voice is just cracked. <laughs> Your name's Mark, actually. I hit it. one 800 and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens and dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading on over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com.
4: Now you can save time and money on common legal matters created by top attorneys. LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation, limited liability company, a will, or a living trust. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com.
0: San Francisco's added it again, uh, not trying to ban guns entirely this time, but still stepping in that direction, requiring all gun dealers to turn over a complete inventory of their firearms to the police every six months, making it illegal to possess or sell firearms on city and county property, requiring gun owners who live in the city to keep their firearms locked up in boxes and with trigger locks. That way they can be easily victimized by any criminals who would uh, not be able Uh, Obeying those laws, and of course, I uh, would love to hear from someone who supports these uh, gun control these gun control laws. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And whenever I read a story like this, those people never, ever, ever call. I mean, it's it's an indefensible position. It absolutely is. Uh, So I don't blame them for cowering in the corner in their little houses where their cars and being scared to call Free Talk Live on this issue. Because, you know, the the laws are moving in their direction anyway, right? I mean, they just have to sit back and watch um, and cheer on the bureaucrats when they come up with these ideas. They don't have to actually contribute anything.
4: (laughs) Laws are always going to move in the uh, direction of tyranny because legislators must, by their nature, legislate. Mm. So um, in the same way that uh, car salesmen must sell cars and, uh, you know, carpenters must hammer nails, legislators must legislate. So more laws means less freedom. You know, whenever I read stories about these sorts of uh, new controls on our freedom, I always
0: feel good about where I live. I am so glad to be living in New Hampshire. We, uh, You and I, Mark, we were out today at the Live Free or Die Festival in Jaffrey, New Hampshire, which is a little town uh, just to the uh, southeast of, uh, of where we live. Mm-hmm. It was a... And- uh- very, it, was, it was packed full of people. I was surprised. There was uh, people uh, from old uh, old age all the way to uh, very young mm-hmm. at this uh, little festival. It was, there was music and food and everything. And uh, there were at least, from what I saw, three people open-carrying firearms. I saw um, some people open-carrying, yes. Can you imagine how that would have gone over
4: in California? Well, you know, it, it, New Hampshire's gun laws and the ability to open-carry are great. I'm not going to diminish that. But I would say that New Hampshire's behind in, um, some states... For instance, in uh, Florida, you if you're threatened on the street, you don't have to retreat in order to use a firearm. That's off, true. Where, whereas in New Hampshire, somehow you have to retreat against, get your back against a wall. I don't know it's exactly. It's not perfect here, but it's certainly better than California.
0: That, that much. Is it's true. one of the most free gun-free, uh, Not that's not the right term. But it's in the, Florida, you'll never see somebody open carrying a gun. That's true. It's one of the most... Um, Liberty-oriented states in regards to gun carrying in the entire country, I think, only, I think it's only beaten out by Alaska in Vermont. As far as in Vermont, you don't even need a, a permit to carry concealed. And I may be wrong on this, but I believe in Vermont that a convicted felon can carry a gun. That's awesome. That's the way it should be. Let's go to the phones and talk to Cliff in Idaho. Cliff, you're on Free Talk Live with Ina Mark. Hello there.
6: How we doing there? In my cold dead hands. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> so uh, just I guess it's like
6: you're... Uh, you know when uh, Katrina and that—they went in there and even in dry spots took their guns away and they never gave them back.
4: Right. I mean, how how yeah, in the world scum. would they how in the world would they give them back? You know, once they go and confiscate these weapons, they throw them in the back of a truck or something, and no, they, they, don't they know take them con- right. But then, once they've confiscated them, they they throw them at the back of the truck. I don't know where. Yeah, and then they know. gather around and pick them out for themselves and I'm, take them
0: home. Well,
6: that's right. And you know, in a lot of places, you know, you found out the cops were selling them that. They had one here just going to jail for it here in Idaho.
0: Figures. Hmm.
6: But the thing about it is, in this, uh, have you heard of SPP?
0: Yeah, the Security and Prosperity Partnership, this right. uh, plan well, that didn't... may involve uh, some sort of a North American Union,
7: uh, at least well, rumored. The
6: thing about it is they had that meeting up in Canada, you know, and, and I I was tied in to where I could hear Dr. Corsi, you know, when he called in for his reports. And uh, they're also on YouTube now. They've got a video of them showing where the cops infiltrated into this, uh, you know, peaceful protesters and that and trying yeah. to cause trouble.
0: Yeah, the cops were. Uh, the cops had three undercover guys, that's which right. uh, they had bandanas on, and they were in the in this peaceful protest, trying uh, picking up rocks and threatening violence against the police.
4: Right, they were and undercover p- police that's threatening exactly the police. right. They're
0: provocateurs, and amazingly,
4: the, the, they had the same boots on as the police right. that they were throwing rocks at. <laughs> that was yeah, just that, incredibly stupid.
6: It's all part of a psyops plan to get your guns away from you. And the, and the thing about. Uh, they're doing now is they've hired 26,000 preachers. You know, a lot of them have the 5013C's where if they don't do it they'll take their church away from them because they're Texas Zemp. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, I, I've, I've talked to three preachers myself. And it is a fact.
0: And what so, are they doing with the preachers? I've gotten the story, but we haven't reported on it on this show yet. What are they well, doing?
6: Well, you need to. What they did is Homeland Security Net, and and, you know, and the FBI and that has hired 26,000 preachers in the United States to take the people, you know, and and uh, say, oh, now be good, and turn your guns in, you know, and everything will be fine.
0: Right. As I understood it, the story was that uh, if martial law comes down, or you could say, I suppose, when martial law comes down to America, they have gotten these preachers on the side of the state in order to encourage people to just obey, and, you know, it's it's God's word to follow the government, so therefore you should do whatever the nice military people say you should do.
6: It's God's word to follow a godly government. Not well, a corrupt government. Which I don't we believe have. in God,
0: so I could care less what God nor says. Nor do you believe in government. <laughs> yeah, no, nor do I believe in government, exactly. Thanks, Cliff. We appreciate the call. 800 259 9231 to the phones to Steve in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Steve.
5: Hey, how's it going, guys? What's, What's are... on your mind? Uh, I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. I work uh, as a private armed contractor for Homeland Security. Uh, and i got to say, uh, <clears throat> we're, we're the first state to have a uh, lifetime. Uh, gun permit. Uh, it's like $100. You can get a lifetime gun permit. As long as you follow the law, you uh, keep that gun permit. You don't have to go back every four years and get fingerprinted and do all that. Now, what Look, does this gun um,
4: permit allow you to do? Simply possess the gun? Can you carry it concealed? Uh, can you carry it on your hip?
5: You can carry it concealed or on your hip, but most people realize it's smart enough to keep it concealed. You don't want to be a target, obviously, but uh, basically, you know, you can carry it anywhere but school property and and um,
4: uh, God knows who wouldn't certain, want to protect the kids. <laughs>
5: yeah, and, and yeah, and that doesn't make any sense to me. And I, I just don't understand this whole thing. It's, it's, it's amazing to me because, like you said before, the police can't be everywhere. I've worked in law enforcement yeah. and had situations as a private citizen where I've had physical contact. Well, I've been in fear of my life, and if I hadn't had my gun, I probably would have been in the hospital or dead or robbed or, or you know, whatever. But mm. luckily I didn't have to kill anyone, but it was a deterrent, and I just i'll tell you this much if it comes down to it no matter who ends up as a president and what kind of laws are instated if i become a criminal by the fact that i'm going to carry my gun everywhere i go regardless that's the bottom line and i uh, you know i'd love to move to new hampshire i just don't really like the cold and it's bad enough here in indiana
4: oh i don't uh, think it's that much colder in new hampshire than it is in indianapolis
5: <laughs> really no but, yeah i think you know no matter what laws are, are put on the books when it comes to this kind of issue I. Uh, I'm going to carry my gun and uh I'm going to protect my family. I mean, what don't if they know what's pass
0: happen, wait a minute. No? What if they pass a law and it may not be likely in Indiana, but in theory, what if they pass a law that says, uh well, you know what? We've decided to confiscate all firearms and we'll be coming house to house to uh to do that over the next 5 weeks. Uh what would you do when they knocked on your door?
5: Well, more than likely uh they wouldn't find my guns in my house at that point if I knew that was coming. Right. Uh hmm. and Otherwise, if they did, I mean, I'd have to protect my family uh, and get them out, but they're not going to have my guns. I mean, that, that that's tyranny. I mean, that is exactly what our forefathers fought for. I mean, if you look back at, at, during that time, one of the biggest issues was the fact that the British wanted to confiscate guns. Yeah. And that's the same thing that you're talking about now. If it comes to that, then I think if you really look at it, the people in this country will totally... I mean, just, it, it won't be good. I mean, people will not deal with that well. Most of the people in... How
4: come, how come the people... I just wonder. I'm, I'm not trying to debate you here. How come the people in um, San Francisco, they have to be like Americans if they're not Americans. How come they don't rise up?
5: Well, you know what? San Francisco technically is only like seven miles square. I mean, the actual area is this bigger, but the technical area of San Francisco where these laws are taking place, mm. the county is bigger, but San Francisco is a very small little city. It's um, just, I don't it's, know. I think there's just a lot of liberal people out there that... Uh,
0: they don't know any better. They don't realize what they're doing to themselves, and hopefully they won't pay the price for it. Thanks for the call, Steve. More on the way, it's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. The live Saturday edition, 800-259-9231, sickle-CAI, toll line. That's one 800 and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our website are for free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you should go shopping with us at store.freetalklive.com. If you were tuned in at the beginning of the hour, we mentioned there's uh, our T-shirts. Uh, that's just one of the products we have at our store. Uh, free Talk Live branded shirts. We also have the free marketeer shirt. We've got hoodies. We've got, let's see, we've got hats, a variety of hats, as a matter of fact. Um, great stuff. Great quality products products as well, DVD Classic Archive collector sets, lighter bottle opener combo, it's all there and more at store.freetalklive.com, great place to get your shopping done, get some cool Free Talk Live gear, store.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones, ladies first, Kathy in Florida, you're on Free Talk Live, hello there.
8: Hi, how are you? Great, what's on your mind, Kathy? Well, I I heard you talking earlier about people rising up and the citizens rising up and speaking out, and I just wanted to... um, First of all, thank you for having me on, and just make a quick point about uh, some of the work that we're doing here in Florida in terms of challenging no-fault divorce laws.
0: Now, what is a no-fault divorce law?
8: Well, I I think it's a great question because probably most citizens don't really know what it is. Um, Most people think it's all about, it's nobody's fault, but... um, Sounds right. It's really about uh, the state invoking their police power when um, one person does not want to uh, succumb to the divorce and uh, break down their family. The No-fault divorce is really divorce on demand, and whether one partner wants it or not, it doesn't matter.
4: What's the The point in keeping somebody in in a marriage that they don't want to be in? I mean, can't they just move out?
8: Well... It's it's much more important to think about the bigger process, which is about the system that was uh, pitched to the American people um, about no-fault divorce, which was uh, that it was sold to the legislators as a mutual consent process. And so essentially uh, when there were fault grounds, people had to come up with a ground for divorce.
0: So when you were uh, when you wanted a divorce, you had to have a reason, like she won't have sex with me anymore, or what she a, beats me, or something well, like that. The,
8: the grounds were something along the lines of adultery or uh, mental cruelty, and a group of. Uh, so con- couldn't, you, you couldn't
0: just say I don't like her anymore. That didn't. That wasn't good enough. No, that,
8: that, that wasn't a ground. But today it is. But today, under irretrievable breakdown standards, you can say that I don't like the color of my husband's hair or my wife's eye color and And the reality is that under no fault divorce, there is no judicial um there the courts don't really function in judicial process because
4: i don't think i want the courts telling me whether or not i can be married though
8: well the courts really shouldn't be involved in 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 matters related to marriage that's actually that's a, that's a good point it's a it's a very private matter and the courts the state shouldn't the Oops. state shouldn't really not be involved in um Personal, private matters. So what are
0: you trying to get to happen, Kathy, exactly? What is your, what's your goal here?
8: Well, I think what's important is that the American people know that what no fault is really all about, which is that it is about a unilateral, no fault divorce is a unilateral divorce process, which means that uh, it's one person that wants to uh, opt out, and the mm-hmm. other party cannot stop the divorce action.
0: Why would you want to stop that? I mean, why, um, as somebody who obviously your husband or your wife, your spouse, has decided they don't want to be with you for whatever the reason, whether they don't like you know, your hair or they just found somebody else that's better or whatever the reason is, why would you want to stay with a person like that?
8: Good question. Well, these are, let me give you a few responses to that. First of all, uh, we know that the research is undeniable today That divorce is very, very damaging to children. The children are put at incredible risks for all sorts of problems, uh, academic failures, uh, 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 emotional problems. What
4: if they don't have kids? Hold on. The research, the research also shows that children that are um, in bad marriages are not particularly healthy either. Uh,
8: This is the research is that the when children come from high conflict. Uh, families that that the the parties breaking up is in the best interest of the children. However, hmm. a majority the the majority of cases in which there is a divorce action, the uh, the families are in mild conflict.
4: Right. They they'll just live now, lives so, of quiet so, desperation, like my parents did. It sucked.
8: Well, and and so in and, and divorce is intergenerational. What um, does that mean? You the children are are exposed to incredible risks, and and this is the point. No one should be bound to stay together if they're not happy. That's one piece. Okay. Okay. But when no fault was pitched, it was pitched to the American people as a mutual consent process with conciliation efforts. Uh, In fact, in California, they had what was called conciliation courts that were most successful before... Uh, they they were voluntary, so in other words, when you went to file for divorce, a uh, chief justice out there in California, Justice Burke, said, you know what, we have a conciliation court come. What is that, like a
0: mediation
8: the... of some sort? No, 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 no. No, mediation is nothing more than what's called a settlement negotiation. It's the biggest, it's the biggest scam. What does conciliation
0: divorce. mean then? What does that mean? What Mediation
8: is nothing more than what's called settlement negotiation. I understand.
0: What happens with the, the conciliation courts? What is the, uh, the purpose of those? What the goes on there? The purpose
8: of conciliation courts back in the 60s and 70s was to help couples that were in crisis. As a clinical the psychologist, government? which is what I am, many people use the courts inappropriately. Their marriage is in a crisis, and they have no other place to go, no other solution, so they think the divorce is the solution. When they get a divorce, especially if there's children, I would happen to say probably eighty percent of the litigation today in family courts is related to child custody. You
0: know, Kathy, so I have to say that I, I understand where it is you're coming from. Right. Like you you want, want to do
4: good things for children, but I'm a a I'm concerned, what about people that have children that aren't married? Should should they be forced to get married? Or at least have to reckon have to go to some kind of conciliation? Because children certainly aren't uh, exclusive to marriage these days. I think what the real problem is is uh, welfare, is that we give people money. um, we, We incentivize them to have children out of wedlock. And uh, these are the people that uh, probably damage their children the most. Well, I think the other problem is government marriage in the first place,
0: because I see what you're doing. You're trying to change the system so, in your mind, it will work better for the kids. And, well, you know, and, that's, and most, uh, that's and, honorable, Kathy, but I well, feel like you're focusing on the wrong uh, the wrong issue. And the real sh- issue, in my opinion, is government marriage, because if it weren't for government marriage, then marriage would only simply be an agreement between two individuals. Do you think the government should be involved in handing out marriage licenses?
8: I think that um, the government should not be involved in private matters related to relationships and family.
0: I would agree. Absolutely not. So why are you fighting a symptom? It seems like you're fighting one of the symptoms of government's involvement in marriage instead of fighting the actual government involvement, which is the root cause of the problem.
8: Well, that's exactly what I'm doing, fighting the root. Okay. The the other piece that most people don't realize is that the government has an incentive to break down families. I mean, it's very—it's not a—it's not a its not a its not a unidimensional issue. The issue is,
4: Kathy, hello.
0: The
8: issue is, should the government be involved in private matters pertaining to family? That's one piece. The answer is absolutely. How how is the
4: government incentivized to break down families?
8: The, The the government is involved because once you. Once you have a marriage license, you're essentially saying that you're inviting the government into... Um, I would agree. The government is a third party. Exactly, that's and that's piece, what needs to but, change. But the, the, the other piece that's most significant for people to know is this, that the government, now that the government is involved, the most people don't realize when they get a marriage license because they're in this total honeymoon bliss, mm-hmm. that it invites the state to be a third party into your family. The other piece that is most significant is the government... The states have an incentive to get people divorced because for every dollar that is issued from the child support orders the federal government gives a kickback to the states approximately 7 cents per dollar on the child support order.
0: That figures. Kathy, thank you for the information. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate it and good luck with your uh, crusade there. Thank you so Uh, much. 800-259-9231 and I'm glad she understands that the root cause of the problem is the government in the first place. You know, If government wasn't involved in marriage and handing out these pieces of paper called marriage licenses, uh, which essentially, as she said, makes them a third party to your agreement between you and your loved one, which means that they rule over for any sort of proceedings that go on, ever, you know, from that point on, you want to get divorced, you have to go through the government, follow the government's absurd rules, jump through their hoops, uh, fill out their paperwork, and do whatever other things they, you know, jump, touch your toes, do some high kicks. You have to tell them your your race when you get married. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, So that needs to go away. And if we could actually get the government out of marriage, it would end a lot of problems. There would all of a sudden be no more debate about the whole gay marriage issue. That one would just be flushed down the toilet. Because if there was no government marriage license or no government privileges granted to those who are married, then uh, anybody could go and get married as long as they could find someone to marry them. So you could go to the Unitarian Church, and they're going to marry you if you're a gay couple. No problem. They'll marry you if you're straight, too. Exactly. That's the way it should be. I I to one. 800-259-9231. Justin in Maryland wants to tell us how Congress is trying to ban free speech. Hopefully he'll be patient. Uh, We'll talk to him after the news. And also on the way, two tragic drug war stories involving people over the age of 85. Ugh, this is so sad. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231 as we launch into hour number two of the live Saturday edition. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. That's the sacl cai toll free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Ladies first, let's go to Judith in Florida. Judith, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there.
9: Hello.
0: Hi, Judith. You're on the air. What's on your mind?
9: I've written a book called Judge. Please don't strike that gavel on my buried.
4: Congratulations.
0: And What's on
9: what? your mind tonight? Pardon?
4: Uh, strike it on your what? On your marriage?
9: (laughs) Please don't strike that gavel on my marriage. Okay. And it uh, is uh, an experience in our court system uh, regarding the no-fault divorce law, which a lot of people really don't understand that it uh, is really unconstitutional. It's taken away a lot of our rights because a person can file a lawsuit uh, in a court of law it's really a court of equity, is what it's called, and you can take away—they actually take away all the rights of the defendant. You have no way to establish a legal bar or show a lack of merit in the claim.
0: Hmm, I don't know and about no all that legally; it doesn't mean much to me. But uh, so you're <laughs> saying that uh, you're saying that the no-fault law is unconstitutional? Would you agree that the government being involved in marriage is unconstitutional?
9: Yes, I would. Right. Mm-hmm. So Except what? That the, 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 government is supposed to uh, protect the institution of marriage. Is That's it? Is it, that in the Constitution? Uh, I well, don't think it's so. One of the, uh, it's a court case.
0: The uh, well, I don't care what the courts say, personally. That doesn't matter to me. In fact, I don't really mm-hmm. care what the Constitution says either. It's just words on paper. But uh, it seems My friend to me who hates the, government. the government wasn't involved in marriage uh, until the late 1800s, as a matter of fact. How did marriage survive until then? I mean, if government's supposed to protect marriage...
9: Well, they've just interfered in a lot of different rights, haven't
0: they? Yeah, they, they're they all over the place, that's yeah. for sure. Hey, Judith, thank you for the call. Appreciate it, and good luck with your book. Let's talk to uh, Justin in Maryland. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello.
10: Hi. Um, yeah, I've heard uh, stories on the Internet and some uh, about Congress trying to pass uh, President Bush's executive order, which basically you've heard about that, right?
0: Which one? I mean, he's written all kinds of executive Watch about, orders. Executive Watch those stories on the, the Internet.
10: Uh, the executive order that says that if anyone is protesting the war, that you can have your land and money taken away from you the Department of Treasury.
0: Yes, I recall that. We reported on that on Free Talk Live.
10: Yes, but now, now it's getting worse because now they're saying they want the Cong- – now Bush wants the Congress to pass it into a law.
0: It figures, no, you, you because free speech. because executive orders aren't really laws. They're just uh, sort of rulemaking for the executive branch of government. And so in order to really make that effective, uh, they would have to go through the legislative process. And, of course, it seems like even though it's a Democratic Congress, they still seem to give old Georgie boy what he wants. So oh, it yeah. probably will, it'll probably go through.
10: I've uh, done my part by talking to my local senator online. I've emailed my senator, Mikulski, and I told her, I did not want this to become a law.
0: You know, I don't know how far along they are on that, but if you um, if you want to go to DownsizedDC.org, dot org, that might be a good place to get involved with a, a great group of people that's encouraging others to do just what you've done, and that is contact their uh, their representatives on behalf or against you know on behalf of pro liberty uh, legislation, of which there's very little, or against uh, anti liberty legislation. And they may not be aware of that yet, so um, I would recommend heading over to DownsizedDC.org dot org and turning them onto that so they can get active on that. Any other thoughts for us?
4: Oh,
10: uh, yeah. I mean, everything that Bush does has a backlash. And if Bush declares martial law, it will have a backlash.
4: Well, every time the the government uh, institutes a law, it, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, there's always unintended consequences. That's what, Absolutely. That's what happens with laws.
0: Justin, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Let's talk to Lonnie. In, ooh, he's gone. Let's go to instead Bill in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hello, Bill.
3: Hey, hey! Thanks for taking my call.
0: Sure. What's on your mind, dude?
3: Can we talk about Iraq for a
0: minute? Sure, of course.
3: I don't know much about it, other than I'm getting tired of hearing about it. Mm. Um. This. We have. Who's the guy in charge over there? The general Petraeus is that?
4: I, I guess. His his is the name that that shows up all the time.
3: Okay. Well, what happened to Douglas MacArthur and Eisenhower and Patton? I mean, we would have had this thing over with by now. They they took he- on a a billion Chinese back in 1950. You know, in the Korean War. MacArthur did, mm-hmm. and he he held. We we didn't win it, but we he we would have if Truman hadn't have taken him and fired him. You know,
4: it seems like the more the the uh, press gets involved in uh, the wars, the more difficult it is to fight them. Which means to me that we probably uh, uh, committed all kinds of atrocities in World War II just to uh, to win because you know it was a win at any cost. Well, the wars shouldn't be fought in the first place. It's a lot yeah. of these, you know, go, going to foreign lands and fighting wars just seems so crazy to me. It is crazy. Shouldn't we be defending our own homeland from? I don't know, the big red monster to our north, Canada, or maybe <laughs> maybe the vicious little cutthroat Mexicans that are beneath us. We just don't have any yeah. wars to fight at home, so right. we, we go around the world looking for them. Yeah,
0: because if you don't have a war to fight, then the uh, the people that make all the bombs and guns, they don't make any money.
3: Yeah, well, we shouldn't have been there. And we shouldn't have gone over there in the first place. I understand all that, but yep. now that we're there, okay, let's just knock them out and be done with it. Don't but we have?
4: You can't just knock them out right. and right. be done. These with it. These are essentially criminal gangs. Um, you know, I mean, in order to kill criminals, you'd have to wipe out cities. In the same way that if you wanted to kill all the criminals here in the United States, it'd be very difficult to find all of them.
3: Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, this is this. Well, it's just another Vietnam all over again. That's it crazy.
4: sure is. I find it interesting that George Bush himself
0: came out, wasn't it, this week, and actually drew the first official comparison between Iraq and Vietnam. Didn't they used to say that, oh, this is nothing like Vietnam, and now they're saying, oh, it's like Vietnam except in the way that we shouldn't leave, like we left in Vietnam. So if George Bush had his way, we would have stayed in Vietnam, probably would have still be there today be occupying 30 years Vietnam. Later. Yeah, I
3: know. Insanity. Yeah. Well, maybe when we get a new administration, we'll be we'll get a, a clean slate, a, a new broom will sweep clean, and all but, that good stuff.
0: It maybe if it's Ron Paul, but if it's anybody else, then uh, I would expect more of the same.
3: You think it'll be more of the same?
0: Of course, Bill Clinton dropped bombs in Iraq
4: too. So it's like not not much
0: let's, has changed. Let's
4: not forget Bosnia Herzegovina. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Bill. We appreciate it, sir. Eight
0: hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I mean, people act as Washington's
4: controlled by lobbyists. These big companies that uh, produce stuff for our, um, you know, war machine—they have lobbyists. We Americans do not have them. Hillary Clinton voted for the war. You think she's going to do something differently? Well, she may very well get us out if it's the popular thing to do, but she can't be trusted to keep us out of... The Democrats um, have foreign wars. The Democrats,
0: who were allegedly elected to put a stop to all this back in 2006, haven't done jack squat in order to actually move us towards that. So, I mean, to expect Barack them Obama to change things... voted
4: for funding for the war. Yeah. Expect- Ron Paul didn't. There's a Republican that didn't. Ron Paul voted against the war
0: right up front. He voted against the Patriot Act. He's, he's constantly in favor of smaller government and actually bringing the troops home, not just from Iraq, but from the, around the rest of the world. And that's why we had him on the show a week ago, actually. Um, yeah, exactly a week ago right now. And that's why I specifically asked him about the rest of the military installations, the other hundred and thirty countries that the military currently occupies, and I'm glad he answered as i thought as I thought he would, and that he would bring those troops home too. The military doesn't does not belong spread all across the world it's that was not the original intention of the founding fathers. We were not supposed it's, to engage in uh, entangling alliances. It's a as they ludicrous it.
4: and expensive proposition to boot. Um, you know, I basically what our navy does for the world is we keep the the ship, shipping lanes clear. Why in the world am I as an American tax-paying citizen paying to keep the shipping lanes clear around the world? That doesn't make any sense at and all. And
0: paying far more than it would cost a private company to hire their own
4: mercenaries. Absolutely. Far more. You know, private companies should be responsible if they're if they're going to I don't know. Exxon's going to ship a, a big super tanker full of oil from Saudi Arabia to here. Isn't it Exxon's problem to make sure that that uh, that, that, that super tanker it makes it be. here? Not. I shouldn't be paying for it. What if I hate oil? What if I don't like uh, the the internal combustion engine as so many of these crazy crackpot uh, um, you know uh, environmentalist types don't? What if I don't like them? Should I be forced to pay for that? No, I shouldn't.
0: 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Let's talk to Bob in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Bob.
3: Hello. You've got an excellent program tonight. Thanks. Uh, What's this, on your mind? These uh, two women that brought up this no-fault divorce really got my blood uh, uh, flowing.
0: Okay. The, uh,
3: I've, uh, I'm not a lawyer, and I'm a group called Constitutional Guardians of America. I've okay. testified four times before the Florida Supreme Court on behalf of the citizen state of Florida about the unconstitutional of these no-fault divorce laws. It is totally, totally criminal what these lawyers are doing to the people. And I believe that the American divorce system is a tragedy causing more hardships to America than cocaine or heroin because it destroys our children.
0: Well, you know, divorce is certainly is, is certainly an awful thing, but I also, at the same time, would not want to force a couple to stay together if they didn't want to be together. It no, seems to me that, that could be even worse for the kids. No, and, I, indeed, uh, as we've talked to, with the other ladies, uh, and I'm sure you heard the calls, and thank you for the call, it seems to me that the awful problem is government's involvement in marriage. Thanks for the call. More on the way, you can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll free number 800. 800- the SACL CAI toll-free line, that's 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got the bulletin board system with over a quarter of a million posts for you to surf around through serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all, all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's
4: bbs.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights... Limited government and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit RLC.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's RLC.org.
0: To the phones, to the fun, Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paula.
11: Hi. Hey. I've got some information for everybody that uh, was sent to me by Reverend Peters. I'm not sure who that uh, is. Okay. uh
4: I'm not sure who that is.
11: Okay, he's on uh, the Christian radio station.
4: Okay, right. Which is
0: why yeah, we don't anyway, know.
11: Anyway, um, he sent me some information on this um, uh, MS, this monsoon glutamate. Oh, MSG. Is, it's, MSG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It anyway, sure does make thing that Chinese is, food taste good. It makes well, anything
0: I've, taste better, Mark.
11: Well, anyway, it's what I, people need to do. They need to get on the phone to Washington.
0: What? Why?
11: And we need to get a hold of the judiciary. Wha- and what? they're they're getting they're they've already taken this to the World Health Organization, trying to get it stopped.
0: Well, thank goodness they haven't, because the World Health Organization, first of all, they're just a bunch of bureaucrats. I don't believe a word they say. But anyway,
11: we need to have the country to start. I mean, Raising Cane, they need to also uh, start charging the country. FDA, FTC, all this. For damages what does what
4: system. does MSG do? That's so terrible, Paula.
11: Oh my God! <laughs>
4: list, give me the list. I tell you what, get,
11: get on the website scripturesforamerica.org. It's no, right that's on there. all right.
4: Scriptures for America. Okay. It doesn't sound
0: like okay. a very valid and news I source. Mean,
11: it's about twenty pages, and it's called. Sorry, I've got the things to do. Poisoning of mankind, but it messes Give us the up executive summary, the Paula. The we don't have time to read twenty causes. pages. It affects all your organs of your body. Really? It, I mean, this stuff is so horrible; it's unreal. You know what? Is it worse
4: than aspartame, Paula?
11: It's it's as bad as aspartame. As bad
4: as aspartame.
11: matter of fact, I sent the information to the U.S. Attorney General's office on this, and I had Rumsfeld's uh, confession, (laughs) and I sent it to him.
0: Wait, Rumsfeld confessed about MSG? Oh, yeah. He
11: confessed to it, yeah.
0: Did he (laughs) confess to being a fan of uh, the uh, accent?
11: No, he's the one that got it done.
0: Got what done? A
11: buddy of his, he got into into the FDA – because they wouldn't approve it, because they knew how dangerous it was, and he got a buddy of his in there to do this. You
0: know, Paula, I'd like to let you know that in my kitchen cabinet right now is a salt shaker full of MSG. It's a product called Accent, and it is a wonderful product as long as you're not uh, as long as you're not allergic to MSG. And some people are. be You want can be me very to read
11: off some of the stuff this does, does to you? But-
0: if you take MSG and you sprinkle it on something that didn't turn out too tasty, if you've been in the kitchen working hard and you, you put a lot of effort into something and it, and it just didn't turn out very does, well, grab the MSG off the shelf and toss it in there, and it makes it better. I tell you, it's great stuff. Let me tell you
11: what this stuff does. I've got the whole list All right, right hit here. me, Paula. Epileptic seizures, <gasps> brain damage, CNS. Oh, no.
0: That explains it. It damages
11: your eye cells in vivo and in vitro. It also damages the fetus's brain. It also causes, it triggers obesity, increases the appetite, increases secretion of insulin, reduces the it, it reduces the excretion of ketones. It reduces you know, the it does actually hormones. increase.
0: I don't know about all the claims, but I know it does increase appetite. It makes you you know you once you, once you pop, you just can't stop that sort of thing. Paula, have you ever had any Doritos?
11: Okay. It also keeps the growth hormone. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's evil. I know. Paula,
0: have you ever had any Doritos?
11: No, I don't eat Doritos.
0: Do you eat any snack chips?
11: Uh, potato chips. That's it.
0: I don't know if there's MSG in potato chips, but no, if you look at the out. if you look at the ingredients of most snack chip products, you will find MSG, monosodium yeah. glutamate. It's in it's there in every everything. single time.
11: It's even in plain flour. It's
0: amazing that we aren't all keeling over, huh,
11: Paula? Okay, but the thing is, some <laughs> people are smart. Like vinegar will detox your body. Did you know that? I've heard that. Yeah, vinegar and honey. Two tablespoons of vinegar, two tablespoons of honey. I've it also heard that detoxing is
0: it. total BS, Paula. Total all, BS. No, it's
11: not. It's also a medicine too. Mm. It also heals you too. Matter of fact, if you have allergies, like well, I most people
0: aren't taking doses of vinegar to follow up their uh, binges on Doritos. So, I mean, where's you don't it?
11: have to. No, you only have to do it. Like if you eat, it. take if you want to, take it afterwards.
0: Where I mean, are all I mean, the people keeling the over of these problems you're reading off? I mean, Paula, people are living longer, happier, healthier lives today than they ever were in the past. Why are people so concerned about a little old m s g? It's
11: just it's because salt. it causes brain damage, it causes diabetes. It Those causes sound the like allegations, hormone from Paula fetuses, uh, you know, taken out, you know, brought out into the body. it actually it crosses the placenta, and it damages the fetus's brain before birth. okay It has ocular toxicity, <gasps> it has causes uh, genotoxicity. And it's connected with adult onset of... Where are my Olivo Doritos, pond? Mark? Go get me just my bag of, their...
0: of Doritos. I'm hungry now. All this talk about MSG. Paula, thanks for ALS. the call. I appreciate it.
4: 800-259-9231.
0: I don't know. I, I, Bet you can't eat just one.
4: <laughs> I, I wish that I would have got a chance to ask, Paula. I didn't even think about it while she was on the phone. Oh, she'll be back. <laughs> she, that she Not will. tonight, but, but Monday. She's um, she's a religious woman. She is, I obviously. how... I, I don't know how MSG is created, but one would imagine that it came about at least by the mixing of of some real life stuff. Mono sodium glutamate.
0: I, there's sodium in there. Don't you? That's think real life.
4: God should protect us from this stuff rather than uh, you know making it so tasty. Don't they say that salt's
0: bad too? I mean, don't they just say that plain old sodium is? Uh, well, you know? when
4: you're talking about brain damage, I think I'd rather have a some salt.
0: Does that do brain damage? No, too? no.
4: Uh, MSG supposedly. I...
0: Look, there's no doubt that some people are very sensitive to MSG. And I want to make sure that, you know, we're serious about that. MSG, not for everybody. But then again, uh, there sure as hell are a lot of people that consume MSG on a daily basis in this country. And it doesn't do any damage to them. As I say, I've got a salt shaker of it in the kitchen. And it makes things better. I tell you. Give it a try. You'll be amazed. 800-259-9231. In fact, we need to check and see if you can order MSG through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Because Amazon's got a new grocery section. And if you, go to, uh, if you go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, anything that you purchase through that link, FreeTalk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. The product is called Accent, Mark. That's what you want to look for, is Accent. Anyway, here's some tragic stories as Mark punches that up online. Tragic Riveting stories. Riveting stuff here. 93-year-old charged with drug dealing you believe this? Durham, New, uh, North Carolina, the Associated Press saying, and A 93-year-old man was charged with cocaine trafficking last week. The same day, police netted three other people on charges of possessing heroin, opium, and a slew of prescription drugs, police said on Friday. William C. Tinnen, who's also charged with possession of cocaine with intent to sell, was jailed before being released on $200,000 bond. Uh, according to the bureaucrats in the police department. Tinan was also sentenced for cocaine possession back in 2001 and given a suspended sentence. So apparently he didn't learn his lesson, did he? He went back out and sold some more coke. Three others were arrested in uh, two more raids as part of an undercover operation, said the bureaucrats, and blah, blah, blah. You know, the point here is that this isn't what you typically think of when you maybe see the drug war commercials that the government puts out there. They sort of try to label drug users and drug dealers as inner city street thug. They often of guys. have bandanas. Yeah. This guy wasn't wearing a bandana. He might not have lived in the best section of town. That may be the case, but he's 93 years old and he's a drug dealer. Isn't that interesting?
4: It is interesting.
0: Certainly not exactly what you might expect. And it makes you wonder, hmm... How many older people are involved in the drug trade? How many people? Because if you think about it, you know, when you're in the uh, the black market world and you're trying to move illegal substances from place to place and sell them, you don't want to come under suspicion, right? So if you're going to move a load of cocaine, say, from, I don't know, New Mexico to Florida, wouldn't it make sense to hire a nice-looking old lady to make that load, make that trip across the states? Nobody's going to ever suspect her, right? Right in the back of the Riviera. 800-259-9231. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it is the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. Hey, Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. The features for free, and those features include live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. And your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. By the way, we uh, dug around a little bit at Amazon.FreetalkLive.com. And while they don't carry Accent brand MSG, they do carry MSG. Uh, it's uh, if you just search for MSG, you'll find it. There's a oh, you get a whole lot. Seven ounces of it for ten bucks. That's more MSG you'll probably ever need in your life. Anyway, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Uh, we're talking about some pretty outrageous stories from the world of the drug war. One man who's ninety three years old was recently arrested on cocaine possession charges. In fact, possession with intent to sell, meaning that he probably had it bagged up and ready to go out the door. I guess, do they use, yeah, they use baggies with cocaine, don't I would they? think so. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, this guy's now on out on $200,000 bond. Geez, a lot of money. 93 years old. Huh. You know, why on earth, you have to ask yourself, right, why on earth would someone who is living out the final years of his life, would he spend his time selling cocaine? He needs the money? That probably would be one reason. Uh, odds are good. He maybe, maybe he didn't retire with enough. Maybe Social Security didn't w- quite work out as he thought it might for him. And uh, he decided he needed a little bit of extra cash. And he knows that people are going to use cocaine, whether or not he's the one that sells it to them. So might as well get in on it. I mean, there's lots of money to be made. Why leave all that money on the table? I mean, you, you've got a, maybe a son that knows a few friends who know a few friends that need a little cocaine.
4: Start. In that case, the son's 50.
0: Yeah, that's certainly the case. Well, uh,
4: you know, the, the, the drug warriors will always tell you that these people are selling to 11-year-olds. So and
0: it's it's very unlikely he was selling to 11-year-olds. Most people that buy cocaine are adults. Um, and
4: 11-year-olds can't afford it.
0: You know, the point is, this guy knows that there are people that are going to do cocaine. And if he doesn't sell it to them, somebody else will. And somebody else will pocket those obscene black market profits. So he got into the business. And I can tell you that I used to know somebody who knew some older ladies that were involved in selling drugs. And if this doesn't come as a surprise to me. It's only newsworthy because, well, I mean, people get busted for drugs every day in America, right? People get busted for possession and sales of drugs. But most of them are, you know, 30 or 25 or Something like that. They're in the younger generations. It's very rare that you see stories like this. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it to the table, to show that this war on drugs is hurting so many people from so many different uh, age categories and income categories, though mostly poor people get caught up in all this, and this guy doesn't look like uh, one of the wealthiest people in the world. So you have to wonder how he posted his $200,000 bond. Yeah,
4: makes me wonder. Maybe he was really doing all right with his whole cocaine dealing. Anyway... uh, He's probably not spending it on uh, fast cars and faster women. If it weren't for the war on drugs, this old
0: man would probably have to find something else to do with this time. Because if we didn't have a war on drugs and drugs were available in any store that wanted to sell the drugs, uh, that regular businessmen could do business without fear of arrest, and people could go and buy the drugs without fear of arrest, then the black market dealers would be out of a job. They wouldn't be able to uh, make these obscene profits anymore, and this guy would have to find something else to do with this time. Greeter at Walmart? That would be a perfect job for him. But here, here's another one for you in the same sort of category, and this one's even more tragic. Alva Mae Granny Groves. Because the last guy was a Coke dealer, and, you know, Coke dealers, they're kind of shifty. Coke dealers are a little on the dangerous side. Where your average marijuana seller, kind of laid back, doesn't really... Not as, they, the old saying is that a marijuana deal is done with a uh, smile and a handshake, mm-hmm. and the uh, Coke deal is done with a handshake and uh, the gun you know, the other hand holding a gun behind your back. So I don't think Alva Mae Granny Groves, the 86-year-old North Carolina grandmother sentenced to 24 years behind bars, was very likely to uh, be wielding any weapons while she was, um, I think she was growing marijuana. We'll get to the story here. According to DrugWar, uh, excuse me, StopTheDrugWar.org, she died at last week at a federal prison hospital in Texas. Federal prison officials denied her request to die at home, saying her charges, get this now, were too serious to allow compassionate release. She's 86 years old. Was 86 years old in jail for 24 years. Oh, man. Gross
4: had already served the death 13, sentence.
0: 13 years in prison after pleading guilty to conspiracy to possess with intent to sell cocaine. Oh, she wasn't in cocaine. Well, anyway, yeah. and aiding and abetting the trading of crack cocaine for food stamps. She was 74 when she went to prison. She always maintained she'd been punished for failing to cooperate with federal uh, federal prosecutors to lock up her children for life. So remember, the charge was conspiracy to possess with intent to sell. The other guy got locked up for possession of cocaine with
4: intent to sell. So, so that conspiracy means, means she didn't they didn't catch her with any coke.
0: Right. That means that the 93 year old man actually had cocaine in his possession, probably bagged up, ready to go out the door while this old lady, how Didn't you, have anything. How can you conspire to possess cocaine? I mean, that, that's such a crappy little charge. Well, here's how it happened. Uh, she says, My real crime was refusing to testify against my sons, the children of my womb that were conceived, birthed, and raised with love. She wrote, Sounds like a real criminal, doesn't she? Uh, she wrote in a 2001 letter to the November Coalition, an anti-prohibitionist group that concentrates on freeing federal drug war prisoners. Law enforcement officials continue to maintain that Groves' Uh, She played a key role in a cocaine conspiracy conducted by family members. But family members have always said she did, did nothing more than look the other way. Five members of her family were imprisoned in the investigation. Her son, Ricky, is doing a life sentence, while Groves, her older daughter and granddaughter, were all sent to federal prison in Tallahassee, Florida. She became one of the poster children for sentencing reform as reaction grew to the drug war excesses of the 1980s and 90s. But any reforms will come too late for the grandmother, who loved tending her garden. Uh, her daughter, Everleen said, It's a relief she's dead, but it's a hurt, a real hurt that we weren't with her. What could she have hurt? Groves dreamed of getting out of prison, planting new gardens, and seeing grandchildren born while she was behind bars, but never had the chance. Her kidneys began failing early this year, and she was transferred to a federal prison hospital in Fort Worth. She didn't want to die in prison, she told the November Coalition in a recent letter saying, quote, I realize that everyone has a day to die. Death is a fate that will not be cheated. But I don't want to die in prison. I want to die at home, surrounded by the love of what's left of my family. Who can blame blame her for that? Instead, she got to die surrounded by a bunch of bureaucrats. Last winter, the Groves family asked for compassionate release so she could die at home. The family wrote to every official they could think of and enlisted the help of groups like the November Coalition to no avail. As Groves' daughters le- uh, leaned over her bed on July 19th, prison officials handed them a letter denying the request. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I would like to hear from somebody that thinks that Alma May Groves got what she deserved. She broke the law! She's a lawbreaker! And she should go to prison for the rest of her life, even though she wasn't actually dealing the cocaine, did not have any cocaine in her uh, possession, and really there wasn't any hard evidence that she was involved in any sort of conspiracy. She probably, it, it seems like, from what I understand of the case, that she knew her kids were dealing coke, but she didn't do anything about it. So does that mean that if you know that a loved one is selling drugs, that if you don't turn them in, that you're a conspirator? Does that mean that you'll be facing time in federal prison
4: if you don't snitch on your loved ones? This drug war has turned the whole culture into a snitch culture. If you don't snitch on your kids, you're going to go to jail. That's sick. 24 years behind bars for this woman. What's the average
0: murderer get? What's the average rapist get? What's an arsonist get? 10 years, 15 years, 5, 24 years for looking the other way? This is just outrageous. And how anybody can sit here uh, you know, and look at the drug war and say, Yeah, you're doing a great job, government. You go put that old lady in that prison cell. I'm happy to pay $40,000 a year to lock huh, that old
4: coot up. In Florida, you'll be lucky if it's not $60,000 a year. Well, I'm being conservative. She needs medical care.
0: She's 80. Yeah, that's true.
4: I'm just being conservative, Mark.
0: That's all. Very conservative. I'm trying to err on the side of caution as far as the amount. But the fact is, you and I and you listening, we're we're all paying for this woman to be locked in a prison cell in the, the, uh, the remaining years of her life. Does that make you feel good? Are you in favor of this? 800 259 9231. You can take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Coming up, video game violence. Talk about that and whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is is 1-800-259-9231. CAI Toll-Free Line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go, the features for free. You like Free Talk Live, you want to help us out, then you should go and vote for us at vote.freetalklive.com. You can only do it once a month, so if you've already done it this month, well... You can't do it. But if you haven't, then please do. Go to vote.freetalklive.com, cast your vote for the show. It makes a difference for us because it keeps us at the top of the charts. We've been, I think, at number one. Last time I looked, we were still at number one yep. this month, and that's the number one podcast in the world, as according to podcast Uh But we still need your vote at vote.freetalklive.com to ensure we stay in the number one position throughout uh, the rest of the month. And then, of course, the voting totals reset uh, at the end of the month. So com. Great way to help the show. Let's go to the phones to talk to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there.
7: Howdy, guys. Hey, what's hey, up? Uh, the corruption side of the drug war is just outrageous. Like, uh, the one captain of police in Ohio replaced three million bucks worth of coke with some powder. Mm-hmm. A whole nother police station in Arkansas gets busted, like 14 cops plus the chief. The wow. Serpico, the Serpico deal back in the early 70s, the whole New York police department on the take. LA police department on the take. In 46, China shot 400,000 drug users. It didn't stop it. The corruption is, and, and it makes you wonder. That's why it's against the law, because they're making so much money off of it. All these corrupt politicians that turn the other cheek, all right. these cops, you know, they, they
4: do these huge these... investigations to find drug criminals, oh, and the That's... reason that they do it is because they make a huge amount of money off of drugs. You don't see oh. those kind of investigations um, looking for people that have committed murder. There's unsolved murders, murders in, in communities across America, money. and these cops aren't doing anything about it because there's no money in it.
7: Because they're making it over. T- the only ones that yell loud to keep them against the law are the ones making money off of it, selling it, or chasing it. And and it's got to end. It's just it, you Absolutely. look at the history of law enforcement back in the the Wild West, uh, Wild Wilder and all them guys, and every single other one of them lawmen, they were pimps. Oc- Moved, they moved booze on the side. They sold women on the side. You know, and this, and this is how Who they better? get in these positions.
0: Who better they, to do it, though, Dave? I mean, they're yeah. completely insulated. Almost, they're almost t- entirely insulated from any getting in any sort of trouble because of their official positions. There's no better person in any given area of the country and to move drugs around than the sheriff this. himself.
7: Another aspect of this, I had a really bad toothache. It happened on a Friday evening, six o'clock. It started. Mm, man, you go to the store and you try to buy something to stop it. What? Well, you, all you could buy is that uh, the the what's that one?
0: Ambecile, the, Ambecile? Yeah,
7: yeah, Ambisol or some sensitive. And that stuff ain't nothing, man. Then you have to go to the street, buy a little cocaine, make a paste, put it on there. You don't feel nothing for the weekend. Hmm. And you could get through to Monday. And you can't even buy that in a store. Oh, Dave, you can't make decisions for yourself. We might get a little buzz on it that we could just go buy a bottle of vodka and drink it straight down and drop dead on the spot.
0: Yeah, that's okay, apparently.
7: It it doesn't make no sense.
0: It really doesn't. Dave, thank you for the call, man. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. See, government doesn't think that you're a big boy. Government doesn't think you're an adult. You can't make your own decisions for yourself. You're just a little baby. And you can't make... You can't. you just stay right there and we'll take care of you. Okay, you've got a toothache. Well, you'll just have to wait until Monday. And then you have to go and go through the proper channels. And you have to get a prescription. And you have to do... You know... Why can't you just let me decide for myself? What because to put in the my AMA body?
4: has a, uh, you know, they've, they've cornered the market on this stuff. They, they, are, they are the strongest union in America. People talk about unions. AMA is the strongest union in America. They've got it to the point where you can't even buy their products until you go to one of their um, union members and get a slip of paper, and then you can go buy these products. That'll help you.
0: You know, I was talking with a police officer via
4: email recently, and. And, and I would like to uh, make it clear that we, here on Free Talk Live, we don't think every police officer is on the taker, that every police officer... No,
0: but I have talked to a, uh, a former New York police detective before who told me very explicitly that every police officer he knew in the NYPD was on, uh, was corrupt. Well, it's a
4: so, hell of a claim, but that's that's his claim. Not... So
0: not Yeah, that's his personal story. Obviously, he didn't know everyone on the force, but everyone he knew was corrupt, so that's eh, kind of interesting. And uh, he was credible. I mean,
4: he was a former cop. Anyway, it's just that they have positions where they can get away with these things better.
0: And I have three theories when it comes to police corruption. Three theories. Number one, and these are the reasons why uh, – actually, it was three three reasons why not, – not about corruption per se, but why they act so angry when you talk about getting rid of uh, the war on drugs – because there are plenty of great reasons to get rid of the war on drugs. It makes people safer. It takes it out of the black
4: market. But the if you bring this up and um, in, in you know, you go to the state capitol when they're trying to legalize marijuana or legalize medical marijuana, the people that are there to speak out against it are the police and right. the uh, prosecuting attorney kind
0: of people. Even though the evidence is firmly on our side. It is firmly on the side of ending the war on drugs because not only does it make drugs safer, it makes them cleaner, it makes them more pure, uh, free of impurities, which is what causes uh, problems as far as overdoses are concerned and the, the deaths that are associated with drug use. usually doesn't have anything to do with the actual drug. It has to do with how the process was that the drugs were made. And so anyway, the users would be safer. You and I would be safer in that uh, we don't risk having somebody with a machete climbing through our window
4: in the middle of the night looking for cash to buy his next crack fix. Right. Crack would be significant. If they had crack, um, and when these drugs were legalized, the amount of violent, it would be
0: significantly cheaper. The amount of violent crimes and thefts and property crimes out there would drop dramatically if there were no uh, war on drugs, because taking it out of the black market means that there would be real competition, market competition, prices would be drastically lower than they currently are today. So again, all the evidence is on our side. Why is it that these drug warriors continue to foam at the mouth when any sort of decrim bill comes up? I mean, just Just little old marijuana uh, decriminalization. I'm not even talking about heroin or or ecstasy or anything else. I'm talking about just marijuana, one of the most benign substances on the uh, face of this earth. Not even really a drug, just a plant. You cannot overdose on this product. It's impossible. You're going to fall asleep before you even come close. So again, all in our all the evidence is in our corner, but as soon as some sort of bill comes up comes forth, even to just decrim it, even partial decrim, not even like to where you uh couldn't get arrested, even just handing out fines. They oppose these things. And so you have to wonder, why do they foam at the mouth? Why is it that they uh that they uh, they're so angry about drug reform? Here are my three theories number one they're still true believers in the war on drugs and their role as the drug warrior they have fully embraced their roles as drug warrior they be- it's like a crusade for them they have uh, believed the government propaganda it doesn't matter what you tell them it doesn't matter to them what the facts are they know what the government said and what the government said must be right it doesn't matter what all you activists are saying I'm going to ignore what you're saying because it feels good because people that have belief systems they don't like to have them challenged and it feels good to Deny uh, anybody that challenges their belief system as right as they might be. So there's the there's those who have just embraced the drug warrior sort of message and role. Then number two, there are those who are hooked on the federal and state money for drug enforcement budgets as well as asset forfeiture dollars.
4: Yeah, that would be where I would see the uh, you know the lion's share of people falling. And that's more of the administrator side as yeah. well because well, these are the people that, that that set the policy. It's not the guy in the streets that really that's really the the cop in the streets that's the problem. It's the the police chiefs and the right. administrators. They're getting sweet,
0: sweet drug prohibitionist budgets from the feds and their state level. And they know that if the war on drugs shifts towards a more pro-freedom direction, those budgets are going to go away. And they also know that if they catch a drug dealer in the street driving around an Escalade or something like that, they'll get to snatch his car from him. And then the, you'll see the police chief, like did in Clearwater, Florida, driving around a drug dealer's
4: car. On his off hours. You know, um, and, and it's absolutely true. There's all kinds of money in the drug war. There's no money in actually um, enforcing real violent crimes uh, that, that would help everybody. You, you know, it's amazing how many unsolved murders there are in this country. And the cops don't care. They're not investigating this stuff. They got their manpower in oh. the vice squad because that's where the money is. And then finally, the third, my third theory. I think the cops that are investigating do care, but they don't have, but the administrators aren't putting the manpower on the investigation.
0: So you've got the true drug warrior believers. You've got those who are hooked on the federal and state money and the asset forfeiture money. And then number three, and there's no way to know how widespread this is, the cops who profit from the black market sale of drugs via via three primary methods. One, payoffs from dealers to look the other way or to, we,
4: we read stories every week or to
0: give information on upcoming raids that sort of thing to be sort of the man on the inside that that almost never gets caught two small time dealers the, uh, the the cops that'll take a you know bag of cocaine from a low level dealer and then deal you know pet, it parcel, parcel it out to his friends that he knows that uh, that uh, snort coke or smoke smoke marijuana or whatever and three high level dealing Uh, which would be the sheriffs in this country that uh, are bringing the drugs in across the border via their underground network of uh, sheriffs and cops. Go ahead and and deny it. We've got stories. And uh, and, uh, personal stories. I know people that know people that are reliable. And news stories. Where we come from, there is one particular sheriff that everybody knows. Everybody in the underground knows he's involved in dealing drugs. No one can touch him. He's the sheriff! He gets elected every year. It's amazing. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 hour threes come up. It's free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, and bring up whatever you want. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go, the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. And Sissy dropped off the line, unfortunately. It's funny. People will wait all the way through the news just to hang up right before the uh, right before That's we amazing. come back. Anyway, um, maybe she'll come back, because uh, ladies do come first. In the meantime, we'll have to go to the guy. Peter, in Delaware. You're on Free Talk Live, Peter.
12: Peter. Hey, how you
0: doing? Hey, what's on your mind, Peter?
12: It's not Peter, it's Paul.
0: Oh, sorry about that, Paul. What's you on right?
12: your mind? Uh, Nothing. I, two, man, you guys, I want to speak about two issues, so I hope I, I get a chance to talk about these issues. One of them is uh, that you were talking about uh, the, the problem that we're facing, and... Uh, what I can say is that we can fix it. What we've got to do is uh, stop letting these people get away with the things that they're getting away with.
0: Were you talking about the government?
12: Well, you were talking about drugs, for, for instance. And what happened is, okay, there's, you, know, you hear about whose fault is it, why are we going through the problems of this drug war, and it's very simple. If, we, if people utilize, it's kind of like life itself, people are wondering why they're in the circumstances that they are in. And really, all they got to do is learn how to use the tools and the forces of life around them, and it's kind of like what sounds very existential.
0: Problem. What are you referring to?
12: Okay, well let me give you an example. Just by using their minds, say for instance, we all know that they're bioengineering corn and tomatoes,
4: mm-hmm.
12: and well, why can't they bioengineer the poppy seed and the cocoa leaf? Out I
4: for one system? welcome our new vegetable masters. <laughs>
12: And, and uh, you know, they've got Terminator seeds for, like, your, your, your granny apples. Why not a Terminator seed for the cocoa plant and so you can't plant it unless you go get the seeds for it? Or how about this? The, the, the new problem in the, on the war on terror is drugs. Well, you went and you took and you sprayed Agent Orange all throughout Vietnam. I'm not saying do this, but you did that under the guise of not even a straight war in Vietnam. Well, now if the war on drugs is is part of the war on terror... Why not
4: just go spray the whole of Peru in Well, because and it's doing awful. That. They're actually doing that, and it's harming Columbia. a
0: lot of people. They are spraying Colombia, yeah. and it's an awful thing to do. And, uh, you know, using force and destruction to solve a problem never ends up with uh, the actual problem being solved and always ends up not, with unintended consequences, Paul. So that's why I'm you shouldn't do that. I'm
12: not saying do that. I'm just saying they could. that is an option that they're using on Iraqis who are... Defenseless right now, why not? you know it 's just a ridiculous argument, but my point is very simple. It takes thousands of fifty um, five gallon drums of kerosene and ether and other chemicals that you that you need to make these these this cocaine and mm-hmm. stuff um, How come they can find so called Saddam Hussein but they can 't find a few billion, uh, millionaire drug dealers in the mountains of colombia my, my my what i 'm trying to get at is all the answers are before us and it's just a matter of using your mind. One of these forces.
0: Paul, thanks and for the qu- call. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the single C A I toll free line. Why is it harder to find a drug dealer than a Saddam Hussein? Well, uh, well, I mean, first of all, he's
4: making what well, the point he's making is that uh, they're all in cahoots. Well, that may be the case, um, but also I don't know the, that it's true.
0: the drug dealers are better financed than Saddam Hussein. They also don't have, uh, you know, government bureaucracies at their beck and call. They can; they're much more flexible. Uh, we than, don't occupy the nation than Saddam Hussein, and yes, the entire military isn't going after uh, one particular guy. So, um, should all those things be done? Should the the uh, the Agent Orange be dropped? Absolutely not. The solution should uh, oh, no. the, should some sort of anti-cocaine seed be developed? No, uh, because that's never going to get into. Why would the drug dealers want to? utilize that seat i mean all those ideas just throw them out the window the only solution to the war on drugs is to end it now as soon as possible so we can have safety uh safe streets again let's go to the phones and talk to nancy listening to kusa in washington hello nancy you're on free talk live
13: oh boy well i foam at the mouth for you okay why is that yeah i'm foaming safe streets because when drugs are legalized i think you have never been clean and been around people on drugs they're violent, they're vile, they're stupid, they ruin their lives. You know, people that take drugs, I have, It sounds like, like you've been in drugs. a bad
4: bar, not in a you know, place no, where people are doing I, drugs.
13: I, I stay away from bars, too, but I yes. just, as a mother, as a mother, the people I've seen that have had ruined lives because of drugs...
4: I would totally that, agree with you that, doing, um, that that drugs do harm to people. I'm simply saying that the drug some war does far I, more do, harm.
13: They don't do some harm they do a lot of harm so
4: does alcohol so does tobacco We, we these things are legal
13: of course, and you notice how many people are getting off tobacco, and it's, it's the teenage girls mainly that are starting tobacco. And then when they're forty, they wish they never had. Absolutely, no doubt true. about
0: it. You won't get any disagreement
4: from me but, on that. But that doesn't stop those te- same teenage girls from trying cocaine. The simple fact that it's illegal. Um, high schoolers, yes. high schoolers say that it's easier to get marijuana oh, than it is to get alcohol.
13: Got on cocaine very soon after high school. I guess I know about cocaine. Okay, and so I do know I. what it does to you. So wait, are okay, you so telling me? Hold
0: on a second, Nancy. Are you saying that? The war on drugs didn't prevent your daughter from getting her hands on cocaine?
13: Shocking. You know, it's people like you who think we shouldn't have a war on drugs. I think we should have the biggest war on drugs we can possibly have. What do you mean by and that? Can I, you
0: describe what that would uh, I mean, what that would I'd mean like to you? I'd like
13: to see every drug dealer go to jail. Yeah, but they do. I'd like to see people tr- I would like to see people not have psychosis because they use methamphetamine. Do you know I had a psychiatrist tell me that anybody that stays on methamphetamine long enough will have a psychosis. I understand ever that there are det- de- de- detrimental effects because illness? of drugs. Nancy, just, we're not getting on the air advocating people anybody? snort
4: meth. We're, right, we're not, we, we haven't said anything about doing drugs. What we're we've, saying we've been talking is, about the war on drugs.
0: What we're saying is the war on drugs puts non-drug users in danger from violence I from heard drug users. I you talk
13: about, like, drugs. If we had no war on drugs, we'd have this heavenly place where we wouldn't have anybody with machetes, and we wouldn't. Of course we would. Why we is that? More. Why would we? Because the drugs cause people to be Violence. Sorry, you're wrong about
0: that. That's just not the case. I, no, uh, what, that, drugs cause, what drugs cause? What drugs cause, ma'am, are addiction and the addictions cause people to go out and commit violence in order to get the and money to pay the inflated r- black market prices that only exist because of the war on drugs. The reason and, why drugs are, are so expensive is because r- of the black market.
13: You'd think we would have less addicted people if drugs I don't care
0: about how many addicted, Nancy, addicted people
13: Nancy, we have. I, hold on just a second. Do you, do you your know daughter what's was addicted to Holland Nancy, do You know what's happened in Holland
4: Nancy, let's talk about your daughter you real know quick. What's happened in Nancy, Holland? yes, no, I know what's, what's happened, happened in, Holland. in Holland. The fact is, if you legalize something in one little town, all the drug dealers are gonna all the drug uh, users are gonna come there. Let's talk about your daughter real quick, can we? Did she pick up any machetes and threaten anybody in your house while she was uh, addicted uh-huh. to drugs?
13: Yes, she what? got violent.
4: Did it, yes, what, 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 what were the circumstances around that violence? Was she her trying her to get using money from cocaine,
13: you? Her using cocaine, and thank God she went and got off, and she's worked very hard to get off drugs. Hmm.
0: Now, how did and she end up getting off of, of it? People,
13: a lot of the people she knows didn't, and their lives have been absolutely ruined.
0: Uh huh. Now, absolutely Now, how did she end ruined. up getting off of it? How did that happen?
13: She went. We were able to be able to afford to get her some help.
0: Huh, and so wait, dolly, so, now hold on, now wait a minute, that's good, I'm glad you got her some help, because people that need help should, go, should be able to know, get the help. Do
13: you think everybody you know can afford the kind of help we could give our daughter?
4: How much I does AA not. cost, Nancy?
13: AA does a good job with alcohol but not so good with drugs. Okay. That's why there's also narcotics anonymous. How much does you NA know, cost to somebody
0: that's seen dozens of ruined lives from drugs? How and so <laughs> you It's had a, free. You're also talking to somebody here who has seen plenty of responsible individuals using drugs. You know the I fact is, do you think your daughter would be in better shape today, Nancy, if she had been maybe maybe sentenced to ten years in, in prison for cocaine possession?
13: She spent one night in jail. That
4: taught her enough. Understood. But she touched these my drugs, and that's what happens to some people. Some people end up spending 10 years in prison. Do you think that 10 years in prison would do your daughter any good? Uh, no. I yeah, I didn't think Nobody so. Nobody would think she, that because it's she, ludicrous. She these prison sentences for prison. people that um, are, are possessing she drugs are crazy. She
13: 10 years in prison. She had one neither night neither it does anybody in else's
4: daughter, Nancy. And the fact is there are
0: people whose daughters and sons, Nancy, are being thrown into prison cells all around this country. 1.5 million people, Nancy. You can go and plug your ears and yell and scream about your precious war on drugs all you want. Thanks for the call. The fact is people's lives are being ruined not just by drugs. That's certainly happening. Drugs are bad. The drug war's worse. But the war on drugs is making those people's lives even worse. It impoverishes them. It puts them in jail cells. And then they want to get out. And guess what they want to do? More drugs, because their life sucks. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. CAI, toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on our website are for free. So enjoy those on us, including updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.free, updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com.
4: If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live.
0: You know, I feel sorry, Mark, for, for people like uh, Nancy in Washington that we just got off the phone with. Because
4: I, I, it sounds like um, drugs have caused a lot of pain in her life.
0: Well, it was the the uh, her daughter that chose to do the drugs. It mm-hmm. wasn't the drugs themselves. There's well, all kinds of people in this country that use drugs on a recreational basis, and they're completely responsible with them. There are doctors that snort cocaine, there are nurses that smoke marijuana, lawyers, everything from taxi drivers all the way on up the, uh, the chain of, of uh, professions. Plenty of Americans use drugs, and they use them safely, and they use them in the privacy of their own home, and uh, they use them responsibly. Now, on the other hand, there are individuals who use a a few too many drugs, and they they get out of control, and they get hooked, and they get addicted. And then they're willing to do terrible, dangerous things in order to continue their addiction. And unfortunately, people like Nancy have sort of been thrown in the midst of all of it. You know, a loved one has been been caught – you know, a loved one – Fell into addiction, and so all the, all the people like Nancy see is that, oh my gosh, my loved one is addicted to these drugs, these drugs are terrible, uh, we need to put a stop to them. And they don't really, you know, they're not really able to take an objective look at the facts, and the facts are on our side, the facts are that the war on drugs is doing far more damage than any single drug, or even all of the drugs out there combined. The fact is, 1.5 million Americans, over 750,000 of them marijuana smokers, 1.5 million Americans are put in jail for drug crimes, so-called crimes, every single year. Now, these are not people that are knocking over convenience stores, per se. Most of them are put in for simple possession, meaning they were pulled over on the side of the road, cops searched, they found a little bit of drugs.
4: And the vast majority of those possession charges are marijuana.
0: Right, over 750,000 of those arrests are for marijuana charges, and these people are not spending a night in jail like Nancy's daughter. Many of these people are going in, and they're spending much longer than that. And uh, weeks, you know, months, and years. You know, especially if they're repeat offenders, uh, especially in that
4: case. And the idea that uh, Holland or the Netherlands is somehow a, a cesspool, a dangerous place to live because they've legalized some soft drugs is just not true. Uh, violent crime is. Far, far lower in the Netherlands than it is in the United States. And drug use is far lower in the in Netherlands than it is in the United States. Not only that, but
0: teenage use of drugs is far lower than the United States as well. And so all of the claims about the Netherlands is just completely fabricated. She was just making that stuff
4: up. Well, that's Maybe what we heard hear. somewhere. That's, that's what we hear here. Yeah. But, I, you know, I've got facts here from uh, drug uh, drugwarfacts.org. You can go look at them, look at them yourself.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm looking at those facts as a matter of, uh, I'm, I've got them right in front of me. A lifetime prevalence of marijuana use, ages 12 plus. In 2001, the USA, 36.9%, Netherlands,
4: 17%. That's half as much. Does that mean that um, at some point in their life, 36.9% of people in the United States have tried marijuana, and only 17% of the people in the Netherlands have tried marijuana? That's what it sounds like to me. Even with the uh, marijuana bars over there, that's amazing. In the last month, uh, prevalence of marijuana use,
0: 5.4% in the United States, 3% in the Netherlands. Again, almost half as much. So the fact is, when you legalize drugs, you take it out of the black market. You take it out of that forbidden fruit feeling. People do not It's not as exciting. It's not as sexy uh, to use drugs if it's not illegal. That's just a fact. And the fact is, you know what? If there's violence associated with drug use, it's only because those users need the, the money to get the drugs.
4: That's largely what it is. Most Go and crimes, talk to some of them. Most of these crimes are committed in order to get the drugs, not because they were on the drugs. Now, uh, one might put a caveat for, say, PCP in there. There's always, you know, about once every two or three years you'll find some story in the news where some maniac took PCP in the uh, parking lot of McDonald's and, uh, I don't know, tore the door off of a car <laughs> and uh, ripped the arm off a police officer. But this seems to be the only drug yeah. um, out there that actually causes people to be violent. And it cer- certainly some drugs will make people um, act, you know... Act act irrationally, that make them make bad decisions. Sure. But, you know, alcohol doesn't. And
0: also, if somebody's going to be violent, they should be charged with being violent. Uh the the drugs right. shouldn't be an issue.
4: Let's go to the phone. If talk somebody to, if somebody kicks somebody's butt while they're drunk, they're not charged for being drunk. They're charged for kicking, kicking somebody's, somebody's butt. butt. Exactly.
0: Let's talk to Sissy in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Sissy, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh yeah, the point
14: that I wanted to make was Oh, let me refract <laughs>
0: sissy you- okay? you, t-
14: you touched on the situation with Nancy quite appropriately. She has been hurt,
0: mm-hmm.
14: and therefore she has the attitude that she has and I do feel for Nancy for her uh situation. My heart actually goes out to her, but there is another way to look at it, and perhaps she needs to connect with some of these organizations so that she can soften and really see what happens because I probably see that her daughter got involved um, with drugs and alcohol because that's usually when people go to the other side and when, they start to become more violent.
4: Yeah.
0: You're saying when they're, when they're doing drugs and alcohol together? When they're, when
14: they're mixing drugs with alcohol, that's when they start – the point that you were trying to make earlier, when they become more involved with drugs,
7: mm-hmm. the addiction
14: kicks in. It's usually coupled with alcohol. Hmm. And when they're mixing all of that, that's when the uh, when when uh, when the situation becomes worse. Worse. Right. You are so t- true and correct in saying that there are people who know how to moderate their usage, just like they know how to moderate their usage with alcohol. But the point that I call to make is that one of the reasons why they probably do not attempt to curtail um drugs in the community and won't eliminate the war on drugs is that if they do, then that means that they'll have to look to start, look to another substance to go after. And if they do, they'll have to look to go after alcohol. And if they go after alcohol, then all the politicians will then start to raise hell because most of them do drink. They all are (laughs) drunk bastards.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
14: (laughs) You know, so, so that's why they have to keep up the war on drugs so that we can keep the politicians in office. Hello?
0: Well, it's an interesting perspective. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why they continue the war on drugs. It gives them excuses to invade our privacy. The war on drugs is the primary reason why we pretty much don't have a Fourth Amendment right to privacy anymore. Uh, it gives them an excuse to search your vehicles, to harass you, uh, to, to domestic. It gives them an excuse to racially profile. It gives them an excuse to harass you for driving while and, and long that hair, that's what driving makes while me black.
14: Angry because- they will give you they you say they give you an excuse to racially profile but yet and still they have a situation whereby they can't ask illegals where they're from or what they do, but they can ask us if they stop us on the streets, you know, and profile us, but they can't profile an illegal. Well then now now come on now, Sissy. Sissy, not, you should know. Hey, hold on. I'm living it. I'm living it. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm living it. And also because I was getting ready to make another point. It eliminates you from getting any jobs if you ever have any kind of conviction on your name. Right. That makes it very college, difficult. I am college educated. I have an impressive resume. but well, I can't... We've been through this before, fellas. Yes, we have. Can't get a job. Can't get a job. And Why? what does that make you card. want to do?
0: If you can't get a job, then it makes you want to go out and commit crimes.
14: Do? What do you have to do? Yeah. You got fees you got to pay. You got to feed your family. You got to go out and seek work. So what did they do? The... the, the um, The system still creates criminals. Sissy, thank you for the
0: call. We appreciate it, as always. For those that don't know, Sissy at one time was convicted for cocaine distribution. So if she knows, she's got the inside uh, perspective on this. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you should take control if you want. 800-259-9231. This is C.A.I. Toll Free Line. Whether you want to talk about the war on drugs or... Whatever's on your mind, anything goes. 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. The wiki is there. Over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. See what I mean by heading over to wiki.freetalklive.com, wiki.freetalklive.com. As the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to d2z.org uh, .org, rather, and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's D2Z.org. You know, since Sissy brought it up, she mentioned the immigration thing. She was upset that uh, the cops can harass, apparently, according to her, the cops can harass you over drugs, but they can't ask you what your, uh, your citizenship is or whatever. You can't. It depends on the city. Some of these cities are sanctuary cities and that kind of thing. So that's what they call them. And I didn't really have a chance to get into it with her, but if anybody should know, Sissy should know better than this. Because uh, Sissy, having been involved in a little bit of cocaine dealing back in, in her uh, younger younger years, should know that it doesn't matter if you prohibit a product or a service, that the black market's going to take care of it if there's prohibition. And so in the immigration world, where essentially the government is prohibiting people, they're prohibiting people from coming here and make a better life for themselves – and so, therefore, the black market has gotten involved. And coyotes are bringing people across the border. They're paying off border guards. Uh, the, the border uh, guards are corrupt. The National Guardsmen are corrupt. They're bringing people across in vans and trucks. And, uh, you know, some of them get busted. Some of them don't. But the fact is, a war on immigration is not going to solve the immigration problem in the same way that the war on drugs has not solved the drug problem. And uh, the dot Merced mercedsunstar.com, has a few thoughts on the whole immigration situation. Because it's really important to look at the bureau- uh, the bureaucracy side of the immigration uh, situation in this country. Because most Americans don't understand the incredible amount of paperwork and fees and just bureaucratic hoops that these poor immigrants have to jump through in order to be so-called legal. Here's an example of some of the garbage they have to deal with. If you want to know what's really wrong with our immigration system, according to the Merced Sun Star, consider the July debacle at the Citizen and Immigration Service. Individuals and businesses typically have to wait years to apply for green cards for permanent residency based on job skills. The backlogs have been so severe that an engineer from India or China has had to wait six years to apply for the green card. Remember, you're just applying. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. In other employment categories, the wait can be 9 to 11 years. For people from the Philippines, the wait in some work categories is 22 years. But then in the monthly visa bulletin issued June 13th, State Department said that employee-based employment-based visas would be available. This set off a rush among sponsoring businesses and individuals who've waited in line for years to apply for green cards. Thousands prepared applications and mailed them off in time for the immigration service to receive them by July 2nd, the first day of the application window. Then on that very day, the State Department issued a never mind, update, (laughs) announcing that the 60,000 green cards it had expected to offer would no longer be available. The thousands of people who had submitted applications will have their applications sent back to them. As Los Angeles immigration attorney Carl Schusterman said Tuesday, quote, we're right back to square one with scientists, engineers, teachers, and healthcare workers having to wait in endless lines for employment-based visas. Representative from San Jose, the chairwoman of uh, the subcommittee on immigration, sent irate letters to the secretary of state, uh, saying that the changing course mid-month is contrary to years of practice would result in the loss of thousands of dollars already expended by sponsoring businesses and individuals to prepare applications, and more important, would threaten the integrity and predictability of our immigration system. There's no way to tr- this is no way to treat people who try to play by the rules. The citizenship, but this is typical. Mm-hmm. It's typical. They, they they'll uh, take your application in, and then months later you'll follow up on it, and they'll tell you they never got your application, but they cashed your check. The Citizenship and Immigration Service's ombudsman notes in his 2007 annual report to Congress that the nation has a perpetual backlog of employment-based green card applications. The backlog means that even green cards that should be available aren't used. This contributes to the backlog. If green cards aren't issued in the year they're authorized, they're lost. In 2006, more than 10,000 employment-based green cards were lost, even though the Immigration Service had 100,000 to 150,000 applications waiting to be processed. Since 1994, nearly 219,000 employment-based green cards have been lost because the Immigration Service isn't processing enough applications in a timely manner.
4: Oops. Funny, you know, bureaucrats that aren't motivated in any way, shape, or form to get their jobs done aren't getting them done. It gets worse. The funds
0: appropriated by Congress to jumpstart a backlog elimination project expired September 30th. And the backlog will continue. In the long term, it says this country needs to increase the number of employment-based green cards to meet demand. Uh, but if the Immigration Service can't even process applications in a timely fashion for the current numbers of employment-based green cards that are supposed to be available, what's the point? In the short term, if Congress and the President do nothing else regarding immigration reform, they should at least make sure that the Immigration Service processes green card applications in a timely fashion. Well, that's like saying you should make sure the DMV is getting things done in a timely fashion. Right, These Make sure there isn't some
4: huge waiting line at the DMV. How in the world are they going to do that? It doesn't matter. Make sure the DMV bureaucrats smile. It
0: doesn't matter. If you hire on more bureaucrats, that's just more bureaucrats to sit around and shove their face full of donuts all day. doesn't mean they're going to get the job done any more efficiently.
4: I don't see any reason why we need uh, any kind of restriction at all for people coming into the country, quite honestly. What we we need to do is get rid of uh, the welfare and that kind of thing that uh, makes the freeloaders want to come in here and suck off of uh, you know the rest of us who are working.
0: Right. Get rid of welfare and let people come here and let them be free and let them live their life how they want. Let oh my god, the American dream. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, you know, the American dream is not filling out application forms, sending in thousands of dollars to useless bureaucrats to have them lose your application several months later, so you have to do it over and over again and spend 15 to 20 years of your life repeating that process over and over again. That's not the American dream. That's sickness. Let's go to the phones, talk to Mark in indianapolis listening on wxnt mark you're on the air what's on your mind
15: hi how you doing good, good sir what's up uh well you know i was listening to you guys talking about uh, uh trying to make drugs illegal and just while well, i was on you the line legal listening, uh, right uh, yeah making drugs legal and listening on the line with uh bringing in anybody that wants to come into the country and you know crazy is your points well where some of your points are good you also got to realize, you know, see, I'm one of these people that do not like any kind of intrusion by the government into my life.
4: Me too. I don't believe
15: that the government should limit the ways in which you could hurt yourself. I I agree. By that same token, there has to be some sort of responsibility that goes with this freedom. And those responsibilities are the rules. And you may not always agree with the rules, but the rules are there in place to protect everybody else's freedom,
4: too. I, I wonder whether the rules are in place to grow the size of government so that it can finally intrude in your life, so they can no, finally find the that thing that you like to do. You, hey? I mean, you know, there's something you like to do, and at some point or another the government's going to get so big because we didn't stop it from, um, you know, the people that want to smoke pot and do cocaine. They're going to want to stop you from eating hamburgers or go scuba diving or something like that because it's dangerous and you could hurt yourself.
15: Well, you see, the thing is, though, they're already doing stuff like that, but if we want to have freedom where you can do anything you want without any kind of government intrusion, you have to be conscious of the fact that there are also people out there that you are intruding on with your freedoms and the things that you want to do.
0: Well, and if you're intruding on somebody's property like, or person, then that's not uh, then that's not acceptable. If Freedom is all about being able to live your life how you want, as long as you don't harm somebody else. If you bring harm right, to another person, the pro- then you've got a problem.
15: The, okay, well, there's there's my point exactly, okay? If we make drugs and things like that legal, okay, what happens to the guy that does go out and harm somebody? Are you going to put him in jail for life for that now?
4: Well, what do we do? Let's use an example or... currently that that exists. What happens when somebody drunk drives?
15: Nothing happens to them. Nothing happens the to hook. them. You
4: obviously have never been caught drunk driving.
15: <laughs> oh yeah, let me tell you, I got hit by a drunk driver. Yeah, I understand. And the that hit me was a three time offender with possession of marijuana. Not. And I spent months and months in rehab just so that I could walk again.
4: So, hold on. And, you just said that he was that drunk, ed- but he was three ed- times ed- offending ed- with um, possessing marijuana. I'm not sure that I, I uh, Three time that. drunk. Three I think it was a three-time three time
15: drunk. Three times caught drunk driving. Okay. And he was in possession of marijuana.
4: Sounds like that okay. guy should have got the book thrown at him.
15: Yeah, he got six months in jail.
4: Well, that's a failing of uh, our legal system. Right. Probably because it's too packed right. full of people that were possessing marijuana. Right,
0: because the jails are full of drug users, which, of course, is another problem, in it's on its hey, own. That, that's... Well, nonetheless, these people that are committing
15: these Need to be. drug offenses are also out committing
7: crimes. That's okay. not necessarily people, true. That's not, that not necessarily a conclusion.
0: Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231, but only moments remain... In fact, the phones are pretty loaded. You can try. 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. You like the show? You want to help support Free Talk Live? Then you should become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Learn about the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. You know we give away everything on our website, so this is above and beyond all that. This allows you to help support Free Talk Live to help us get on more radio stations around the country and spread the message of freedom and liberty. And if that's valuable to you, you should go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about the program. That's amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only chat room and forum and the uh, AMP-only call-in line as well, which we'll be going to here in moments. But uh, we just got off the phone with Mark in Indianapolis, and you know what? Mark
4: said towards the end of his call that drug users are out committing crimes. Right, which is probably um, about as accurate as saying that alcohol users are out committing committing crimes. crimes.
0: There are some alcohol users right.
4: that commit they crimes. Smack the crap out of their wives there or are... um, run into somebody while drunk. Those people absolutely do that, and they should be punished for the crimes they commit. Exactly. The violent crimes, the crimes that hurt people. They or, should be property. Punished, yeah. or property. Or um, property. They should not be punished, in fact, for consuming the alcohol. Right. Otherwise, we're going to have the same problems we did in Prohibition. The same problems that we have now during drug prohibition. Exactly,
0: and I think that the you know his mindset, and and I think are a lot of people in America that share his mindset. They've seen way too many Hollywood movies, they've seen way too many drug war propaganda commercials, and they believe that drug users tend to be thuggish, violent types that are dangerous, and you know you don't want them around your daughter, that sort of thing. I think that if we actually had a national sort of coming out of the closet event. I think it would go a long way towards just helping people reject their concept of what a drug user is. It's been built up over years of government propaganda. And the fact is, like I said earlier, I've personally known doctors and lawyers and nurses, and I've even known of city council members. I've known of all kinds of people that are in sort of the upper echelon, if you will, of the job world that are users of uh, everything from marijuana to cocaine. And, you know, the fact is, there are plenty of responsible adults in all sorts of walks of life that utilize drugs safely. It's just you don't hear about their stories. You don't, it's, not a, it's not sexy to talk about somebody who, uh, you know, might work a regular job getting caught for doing drugs. It's not a sexy story. What's sexy is a shootout. What's sexy is, you know, some sort of violent incident involving a drug user. So, of course, you hear those stories. You don't hear about the millions of American drug users that use drugs, just like millions of Americans use alcohol, which is also a drug, by the way. Uh, The millions of American illegal drug users that use drugs within the safety of their own home on their off time. They don't put anybody in jeopardy, and they don't run out and commit crimes when they're high. Most people that get high, they just want to sit around and have a good time. Let's go to the phones, the amp line to Rob in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Rob?
16: Hey, yeah, um, last night you guys, uh, Paula called in and had a disagreement with Julia about whether or not drugs was a way of escaping. Yes. And um, I actually have to agree with Paula to the extent that drugs, a lot of times drug users are looking to escape. I think, however, that what she was making actually was a rather trivial point. I mean, people, some people who exercise are looking to escape. Every time anyone reads the book of fiction, that's exactly what they're looking to do is to escape. I think that escapism is a pretty natural sort of human reaction. It's part of the ways that people relieve stress. And anytime you're looking to relieve stress, you are, in fact, escaping. Now, if you're taking that escapism and going to the point where you can no longer deal with your problems, then that is a problem with you, mm-hmm. not with the thing you're escaping to.
0: Exactly right. And really what the issue with Paula was, was that she didn't approve of Julia's form of escapism. Paula might have her own form of escapism. Maybe it's praying to Jesus or something.
16: And, and I know plenty of people who, for whom escapism is prayer or various sorts of religious activities. I know people who, who uh, essentially neglect their families because they're involved with various religious groups. I don't blame those religious groups. I blame those individuals.
0: That's right. They've let it go too far. Exactly. Rob, any other thoughts? No, that's all I wanted to say. Thanks, dude. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dave in New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live.
17: Hey. Hey, hey guys. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Cool. Well I'm reporting from the, uh, I guess, the aftermath of the Live Free or Die Festival in Jeffrey, New Hampshire. Okay. And uh, I guess you guys were here today. And yes, we were. You saw how it was, uh, it was quite a bit bigger than it was last year, the second annual
0: I was and not was there just, last year, so I, I did not have a base of comparison, but I was pretty pleased. I mean, considering it was in teeny little Jaffrey, you know, out in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire, uh, they had quite a turnout.
17: Yeah, it's kind of interesting that they had, a you know, a couple bands, and um, they got a Poker Faces playing right now. Uh, They're still a, there, uh, huh? Post-Party Party, and, um, you know, it's just a sort of a strange feeling that a lot of different stuff is coming together. I don't know how to explain it, but everyone else seems to be picking up on it, too. Really? Uh, you know, with the whole, I don't know, it's hard to put into words, but there's so many different things have happened that, have, that are liberty-related uh, in the last few months and, and maybe the last year. Uh, you know, the Ron Paul thing, the Ed Brown thing, people mm-hmm. just sort of seem like they're kind of coming out of the woodwork just because they want to talk about freedom.
0: They really are, and there's a lot of people moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project as well. A lot of early movers, new ones coming here every single month, and these people are excited. They're ready to get active. They're ready to do things. I saw a handful of them out at the uh, the Live Free or Die Fest today, and I think that's probably a contributing factor. The uh, you know the point that there are all these new faces showing up, and they're getting ready to you know they're getting out there and they're getting active too. So I think you're right. I think it is built. You know the uh, the Liberty movement here in New Hampshire is building strength, and uh, that's really exciting.
17: There's also a darker side to it, though, in that I think people are just sensing that something is is happening or something is going to happen, and no one can really put their finger on it.
0: You mean something bad?
17: Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. It's you know, with with the the economic uh, instability and uncertainty, the falling dollar the likelihood that there will be some kinds of problems over the next few years. Well, I mean, it's a, it's um, a
0: certainty that the government's going to screw something up or going to do something awful. So, I mean, that's you can pretty much put money on it, exactly what they're going to screw up or what awful thing they're going to do. That's up for debate. Uh, but I think that uh, in the meantime, all we can do is what we are doing, and that is keep getting people together and getting active and doing pro-liberty things and, and uh, recruiting more people onto uh, the pro-liberty side. That's really all we can do.
17: Yeah, that's true. This is a local thing, by the way, you know, put on by a local guy he really isn't he isn't a free stater or really particularly connected uh so it's kind of neat to be here and just sort of see people that we've never seen before. They're just local folks and and um you know kind of network with them, get them in involved and things that seems like they're most excited about and interested in is that porcupine four one one number It's like they all want a number to call when the cops are pulling them over.
0: This is brilliant. Um, and by the way, I fixed the link on this. Uh, it's a system that was set up by one of our guys here in, in New Hampshire that is sort of like our own little emergency alert system in that if one of our activists gets into trouble or if you you know, get pulled over by the cops or something like that, you can dial this phone number on your cell phone, and it'll open a recording. And then once you hang up the line, that recording goes out as an email blast to a whole bunch of subs- uh, subscribers, and uh, you can get signed up for it at 411.nh. Free.com. That's the quickest way to get on the list, and it's just a great way to bring attention to something that might be happening You know, immediately. People are going to get that in their email box, and they'll be able to respond and do whatever it is that's necessary. Dave, I'm, I wish we had more time, but thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. And this is just one example of a great activist tool that, to my knowledge, has never existed anywhere else in this country. This c- cool concept that pick up your phone It opens up a recording
4: and then sends it out to an unlimited amount of email subscribers. I mean, how awesome is that? There's not enough people concerned about liberty in any other uh, place in the country that it would even make any sense. We have that here in New Hampshire. It was created by a Free State Project member. Just one
0: example of how activism can mean different things for different people. Mm. Activism for somebody that's more programming-minded may mean creating a program that can help the other activists that are actually out on the streets holding signs or doing protests or, or whatever. And it all ties in together. All of these things, all of these things that the activists here are doing are really just, they're just mind-blowing sometimes. Let's continue with the phone calls. Talk to Brad in New Hampshire. Brad, you're on Free Talk Live. Brad, go next.
2: Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? What's on your mind, Brad? Well, let me tell you, um, I actually called to speak about two unrelated things, but when I was listening to the gentleman um, who you had on, I believe, two callers ago, speaking about uh, drug prohibition, I was wondering if I could have your permission to speak about that.
0: You don't need our permission. This is Free Talk Live. But I will tell you, you've got about 30 (laughs) seconds.
2: Okay. Well, a lot of people in the United States take the hard-on-crime approach to drug prohibition. They think that, you know, if we have more... More arrests, more jail cells, more more raids. That this is going to make our country safer. The problem is, this makes our country less safe. In that it, um, in that it makes the people who are hooked on these dangerous drugs, it makes them resort to the black market these people commit crimes, burglaries, robberies, they do so in order to get money to feed their habits. If we used our government resources to better help people, as we should, and treat drug addiction as a medical problem, as it truly is, and stopped warehousing people in jail, this would make all of us safer in that people would not have to uh, rob... It sounds like a better
4: solution, but I certainly don't want my tax dollars going to pay for somebody else's habit. Look, if they want to go out and use drugs, that's their problem, not mine. If any more than I should have to pay for the bums, um, 12-pack of beer.
0: Right. And if they want to go get help, they should be able to go get help on their own from the variety of organizations that exist for that purpose, like Narcotics Anonymous. Thanks for the call, Brad. We'll be back Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.